0: hello welcome to exiting through the 2010s a podcast about the movies from the 2010s i'm jack draper with me is clay williams um you know i really don't tell you how much you're worth a whole damn bunch put together and i feel as though i should tell you that more often
1: that's like the nicest thing thank you Uh, i can't really (laughs) i can't really say the same for you like the okay, whole bunch no, no. is pretty worthy and you're kind of, I mean, you're fine. I'm just saying like, that's the whole yeah. bunch is a lot of people. and it's,
0: so. it's a lot. It's, and it's the last thing I, that that's a heck of a last line for someone to say to another person too. So it's like, I really got to make those words count, you know?
1: It's, yeah. Cause you get shot by Jason heck. Clark any day. now. <laughs> we got to make sure that, that that doesn't happen. Cause he's <laughs> shooting people.
2: Right.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> he actually shot Leo. Can you believe it? He had, like they used a real gun for that scene. just wildly controversial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's got to be real. They'll
3: use
1: a green screen, <laughs> but an actual gun. Funny enough, yeah. right?
0: <laughs> right. This is the third act. Got to be serious. <laughs> Tone it down. Tone it down. Jay Z oh. came in, delivered
2: CPR. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if
0: Jay-Z, Jay-Z knows Jay-Z CPR. Jay-Z. Uh, yeah, has Jay-Z ever had to do CPR?
2: I mean,
1: maybe. No, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like he knows want that. You know, it's like one of those things where he's so, Jay-Z is so like, um, not ethereal. What am I looking for? I don't know. He's so, he's so mythical and he's like so mythical. He's like enigmatic.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, he's so huge that you would think, yeah. I bet he just knows that one, like, stu- like weird skill that you're like, Jay-Z sure, knows yeah. how to, Jay-Z know how to cook a great Pikachu or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't, uh, like one of the, one of those things where- He I knows a like weird he- skill. Right, yeah. something where you're just like- I don't oh, know I
0: guess- why this popped in my head, but like, once I started thinking about Jay-Z doing CPR, I suddenly thought of, uh, uh, Sidney Pollack, no shirt, just suspenders, and eyes wide shut. Uh, like coming to someone else's aid um, in times of desperation in a party that he threw. It, it's, you know, my mind just went there. But
2: <laughs> mm. Jay-Z? You know that uh, <laughs> meme where it's like, would you rather, you know, get a million dollars or have lunch with Jay-Z? What if lunch with Jay-Z is just like first aid training? <laughs> <laughs> right. all right this is how this is how you 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 gotta press on it three times three times (laughs) look at those compressions
0: you know the bg song staying alive just count to that um or yeah or it's (laughs) or it's at the very least like jay-z is teaching you something and you have to pick from the options like Jay-Z teaches you how to swim, you know? <laughs> you go to the local YMCA and, uh, what? <laughs> like, this is What's... the backstroke, guys. Like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> What's the song, Tatan, that they do CPR to? Is it Staying Alive? Oh, dear. Oh, man. Or is it the uh, rock, I... rock, uh, Macarena?
0: Oh, I think it is hey, the Macarena. That's, Macarena. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, or yeah.
1: what if he found a way to apply one of his own songs? <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah. public service announcement. <laughs> just
0: like, I mean, speaking of JC's own songs, like it is kind of weird to hear like the orchestral version of Empire State of Mind in this.
1: Oh, um, that was cool. Yeah,
0: that was like... Uh, I wish they did just... that with
1: all the songs in right, the fucking movie. right. Yeah. And that makes so much more sense yeah. to me instead of just being like, <laughs> let's just play it.
0: <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Right? Really? <laughs> right now? we are just going to play this Jay-Z this song is... un- un- unfiltered? It's so like, yeah, yeah, why
0: not? Yeah. Um, I mean, listen, yeah, and there's also that moment when they start to play Back to Black, uh, you know, where it's like, oh, wow, where is this coming from?
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, my favorite uh, 20s jazz musician, who oh. I am,
1: uh <laughs> When Will I Am popped up, I was just so just like, oh, what are we doing here? Am I, like what what have we done? How did we as a society get to here where Will I Am is, play- is playing in the background of a scene taking place in the 20s.
0: Yeah, let's just transition to what we've been watching recently. I've been watching movies. Like to Go. Movies. Yeah. Yeah, you have. Yeah, would you like to start or
1: I'm back to watching movies again. Yeah, Isn't I know. That crazy? I know.
0: You actually haven't watched a movie we've discussed. In like a year,
1: three years actually. Yeah.
0: Even though we haven't been doing this <laughs> podcast kn-
1: for three years,
0: we're coming Wait, up on it. We? Actually, we're, we'll, oh, we're come, This year will be this October will be year three. Anyway, but whatever.
1: So I so since I'm officially done with school, I'm just like now, <laughs> and I have a little time before I start the new the new gig. Um, I'm now just like watching stuff. So uh, I've been watching a lot of thrillers. I'm in that thriller mood. Not the ja- Michael Jackson thriller, but, you know, just thrillers in general. Um, so I watched, like, Miami Blues yesterday, uh, Breakdown the Day Before, a Bittersweet, a Bittersweet Life the Day Before That, and Enemy of the State. Um, and I have a whole list of thrillers to watch that's, like, streaming and stuff. I am i don't know. I'm really into the – like, I watched Enemy of the State because I'm like, all right, I need to – it was one of the Scott blinds, blind spots I have. I want to watch it, and it's just like, oh yeah, I love these movies. I love these mm-hmm. kind of just like man, like frantic running around, like what's happening, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. I'm just paranoid thrillers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even though A Better Sweet Life, which was the movie I watched after that, wasn't necessarily that connected to it uh, mm-hmm. in like them- thematic purposes, it's still just kind of like I don't know. I-, I like to get the blood pumping. That's that's what I like. Yeah, I
0: like. I-, I really want to see that one. I like. Uh, I saw the Devil a lot.
1: Yeah, no, bittersweet life is yeah. great. I mean, it's also weirdly, it has like some of the most frightening uh, imagery of like, even though it's like an action movie, like all of the gunfights are really frightening and unsettling and kind of upsetting, mm-hmm. um, which I wasn't really expecting. I think I read maybe a review or something, but it's like because in Korea, it's like it's so, if, you know, they have really strict gun laws, as you know, most as every place should, but um and so like there so the moment the char- one character gets a gun it's like everyone else is unarmed and he just mows people down it's like oh this is really upsetting i like this is really like not this isn't like a fun action movie anymore right um and it's right. really but it's really good though it's really effective um uh, i liked it quite a bit but breakdown i think it's been my highlight so far the kurt yes. russell yeah uh a fucking jt walsh vehicle yeah uh, it's it's so good it's deliverance and taken if, if uh you know and i just i loved it man i love it. it's like my favorite kind of i, I watched it I'm like oh yeah this is like my favorite kind of movie a thriller mm-hmm. 90 minutes good villain you know no fat just movie star go.
0: yeah yeah yes
1: exactly it's so yeah. oh i loved it um and shout out to the group chat because they've been they gave me a, a decent amount of uh stuff to watch and so now i have uh, I have a list, uh, and if anyone, ha- I have most streaming services. So if anyone's listening to this and it's like, "Hey, I have a great thriller for you to watch," send me those recommendations. Well, you I don't
0: have take hoopla. Him. I don't know how you can say that. I'm not. It's
1: not hoopla. Isn't real. It's not a real thing. It's something it's that we've all me. made up as a society. To me,
0: it's real. You know what? It's like canopy, canopy is but... real.
1: Hoopla <laughs> is bullshit.
0: It's like canopy's younger. Sibling, I don't know. Uh, it, it feels it yeah, feels it's, like it's, it's a younger uh, sibling
1: who's been to jail like three times and isn't really that part of the family anymore.
0: Listen, listen. It hoopla. It is free hoopla. Honestly, uh, doesn't it
1: play most movies in, S, in like standard definition or some shit?
0: Yeah, but they're there, yeah, and crazy. it has a, it has good movies on there. You know, hoopla. <laughs> um. But I have literally no idea what you're talking about with the group chat. It's quite a mystery to me. Sure. Um, we have, we for me, it. I <laughs> I Is saw group chat cra- a secret. <laughs> I I think so. It's a, sounds exclusive, but I had the a uh, good opportunity to see Crash. Uh, it was it looks fantastic. Um, it's about people finding each other. I don't know. Uh, I saw saw with past and future gas Kayamato uh yeah it was i mean crash no, think about it. is what Kyle loves it i think it's both of our favorite Cronenbergs. um i i don't know yeah it's oh we also got the n c seventeen version um which is pretty rad um uh and i didn't know quite what the difference was between the n c seventeen and the rated arc because it had been so long since i saw. The probably. rated R, more orcs Prob- probably, um, but it was great, um, and it was it was cool these last few months to see um, this in Inland Empire on the big screen because they had just been so hard to find for the longest time, and now to finally see them proper is like very very cool.
1: Well, good for yeah. you, being able to go to the theater <laughs> yeah. to
2: watch classic movies. Yeah. No. So cool. I wish I had yeah. a, fuck myself. kind right. of rep uh, screenings going on. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, so what have I been watching? I've been watching a lot of stuff. i been watching every <laughs> uh, Baz Luhrmann movie uh, for <laughs> yes. no, unknown reasons. <laughs> Who can say? Yeah. Uh, I mean, last I watched. Uh, bon Short Beale. career,
0: you know, doable. Uh,
2: yeah, easy, mm-hmm. very easy. Yeah, easy. Uh, it was like seven
0: movies, right?
2: Five. Yeah, well, I was five. Six yeah six that's right.
0: Yeah, six. Elvis. Yeah, yeah. I tried to include it. Yeah,
2: you know, Elvis can, you know, join the. The thing about Elvis
0: games. is that he is the king of rock and roll.
2: Interesting, you would say that. That's a, <laughs> a bold take. Yeah,
0: you uh, know, self anointed. Hmm. I hear he has
1: those hips man I hear, I hear yeah. Elvis has those hips That people can't stop <laughs> yeah. talking about I, know. I, know. I hear I it,
2: hips Yeah So like Dazzling uh, So yeah last night I watched uh, Le Bonheur the Agnes Varda movie Which was Fantastic uh, Yeah um, Recently watched Spiderhead New Kaczynski <laughs> uh, Which was okay <laughs> Unfortunately uh, mm-hmm. I was hoping it would be better um, but I think you know, you're working with a recent Wernick script so there's only so much you can do uh, Yeah, it sounds
0: sure. like what happened with Oblivion where it's like you just can't really yeah. elevate
2: yeah. a
3: weak script but...
2: Exactly uh, mm-hmm. It could still make it look cool as hell so yeah, that's it. better than most people right now Yeah uh, Recently watched Police Story, uh, Vagabond, Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia, Housemaid. uh, I rewatched Seven with some uh, friends, uh, some of whom hadn't seen it. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was exciting. Um, That was exciting. One of of them guessed the ending, which was annoying. That's great. Wait, they guessed it, or like, yeah, they they didn't know the they didn't know the twist. Did you
0: give them options about the ending? No. Like, this like, could happen. It
1: either ends in a party or it ends in them having donuts yeah. at the end. Those yeah, are the two yeah. options.
2: What's in the box? It's a cake. <laughs> <laughs> Best detective. <laughs> Congrats on your retirement, <laughs> uh, Woman Freeman.
0: The narration oh. is just like, I love my. <laughs> The narration is like, I love my friends, and like, you know, <laughs> we had a great time.
2: Yeah. The world is worth saving after, because <laughs> I got cake,
1: <laughs> I can retire in peace.
0: Like Ernest Hemingway once said, I love my friends.
2: <laughs> Where is my wife? <laughs> I see most of lost her. her. This is
1: already off. She was base. here a second ago. Fuck. I see
2: most of her, but head uh, not so much.
1: <laughs> oh boy. Well, I'm surprised because one of those things when you're trying to show someone a movie, it's just like like especially a movie that iconic and that you know the twist is very well known. It's like do you know what, like, do you know what's about yeah. to happen? It's like you're almost astonished that they were able to miss it. It's like yeah. when you hear stories of people who are like, oh, I didn't know Luke was, or I didn't know Vader was Luke's father.
3: And Wait, she, oh, what?
1: How is that possible? I mean, you hear stories about that. I, I haven't experienced it, but oh, uh, I see I see you're doing a bit. I see. I understand. Yeah. I understand comedy. I understand. Okay.
0: Timing. I jokes. Tight five. <laughs> Tight, five. The yes, Tight five. Yes, and. You know, yes, yes. Uh, perfect.
1: Um, uh-huh. Uh,
0: but yeah, about so it. it's like
1: I'm surprised they didn't know the twist because yeah. so
0: well you showed like your so friends funny. the game. Like, it, did you find something similar?
1: I mean, though, but no one knows that. Like, they didn't hear about that movie. It's like it's easily like besides is that Fincher's maybe least known movie?
0: Uh, yeah. I'd argue. I'd argue Panic Room.
1: Oh yeah, it's one of those
2: two. Yeah, but well, they I didn't. They, they definitely didn't the know. Uh, mm-hmm. Not show why. I it's... I don't know. Maybe it's just something about the premise, like, yeah, doesn't interest me that much. Um, well, you
0: see, what if Christmas Carol, but twisted? <laughs> <laughs> so what,
2: if if... what if there was a
1: game?
0: What if there was a game? Okay.
1: What if it you know how, game. like, we li- <laughs> we live in life. You know how like, we live in society and life. What if we lived in a game?
0: Yeah. Um, Speaking yeah. of the game, uh, Deborah Carr Unger, also in Crash. Um, she had a oh. little she she had a good run in late nineties. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. She,
1: she, she. what's what's she up to now?
0: Not much. I checked. Yeah. Just like, you know, a few good movies. <sighs> well
2: that's but, a lot of movies you've she's been still... watching, Craig. Yeah. I know. No,
3: you have been watching a lot of good movie movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love it.
2: yeah. So I'm a broken person. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I love that you try to cover each decade, a month, right? Like that's super smart. Yeah. Yeah, I try to so, copy that.
2: Yeah, try and yeah. watch at least one film from every uh, decade each month. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have uh, the same that I do with my best friend Logan, friend of the show, uh, where we recommend five films to each other uh, each month. Uh, so, yeah, keeps mm-hmm. me you know, watching a good variety of stuff. I've also like stopped caring about new releases that yeah, I'm not actively interested in seeing. Yeah, um, I think we're the same. Yeah, yeah. I was, when I was 15 and going to see like, uh, I don't know, Pixels or whatever, I was like, this is, <laughs> this is not sustainable. That was your like realization.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was your breaking point. Yeah. yeah.
2: Kevin James was the
1: president. I'm out. I'm done.
0: <laughs> Chris Columbus could only hold you for that long, and.
1: That's right. He I think so. did do that movie.
0: Uh. I I think Chris Columbus is a fascinating director. Yeah, he is. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, yeah.
1: I don't has he made a good movie that's not like John Hughes related?
0: Uh, I mean the Harry Potter's. Where I mean the first one is pretty successful, and I don't know. I don't know like how well regarded the first two are. To like they're fine. in the realm of the franchise, but. They're fine. Um,
1: they're like fine movies. I mean, to me, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a Harry Potter head, so they're fine. Okay. Oh, Fun me. fact: Harry Potter that was never written by anyone. I know that's crazy, <laughs> but no one ever wrote that. Wrote that oh series. It's just a
0: um. <laughs> it was just. It was like it fell from the sky. Like storks, actually. Oh, storks yeah, brought stork- it
1: to yeah. Warner Brothers and it was, or whatever publishing house they had, and
2: it was like, hey, yeah, yeah. Sandberg came in. Uh, <laughs> next Stoller, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is this thing and cast yeah. only good people. Uh, in this, True in this franchise, sure. and sure. they follow. Yeah, him to this day. Uh, uh, and uh, the thing, uh, the unfortunate thing
1: is, the storks were anti-Semitic. That is the un- the, uh. that's the, the unfortunate thing. The
0: storks Oh no, no stork. that is unfortunate.
1: Yeah, no, you can't trust a yeah. stork. That's what I always say.
0: I imagine like this: the Harry Potter books are like dropped from the sky, and it's like. The ending of a movie about a writer, and like, you know, someone picks up and like runs it over to the publishing house, and it's just like here, you know, it's, it's like cuts to credits, like Harry Potter, like the making. And out, for some you know?
1: reason, there is like this five, like there's this timer on the publishing house right. before they
0: have exactly. to exactly, yeah. This is the deadline, like yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's like it's like the post, fall. yeah. It's it's the post, but it's Harry Potter. <laughs> it's just it's, like it's, hands it off to somebody else, and then you know, but it just keeps going. <laughs>
2: The woman, where Joe's watching yeah. her book be published, but it's just yeah. no one. It's just.
0: <laughs> it just cuts to a door and it it's just the door. Redacted. You know? yeah. Redacted.
2: <laughs> Did
1: you see what redacted put out recently? I love redacted work.
3: Wait, wait, wait.
0: What if it's like. Redacted oh, is <laughs> The author is standing there, but it's like, they're fuzzied out, like, like, right.
1: like right. they're out. They didn't have permission to videotape their face like... He didn't have permission they're... to use their <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like,
2: it's like- Yeah, their voice is modulated. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hi. This is- The, the, the goblin bankers uh, don't look into it too much.
1: <laughs> the author's actually bang, funny enough. <laughs> It's Bane.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) That was Bane's actual passion. (laughs) It's not even facing Batman. It's just
1: crazy how actually the Um, actual um, author of Harry Potter um, is more problematic than um, Bane, a mass murderer.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. I think Bane Uh, has like good politics. Or I
1: guess I don't know if he has good politics. He wants to play the city. Never mind.
0: Here's here's the real question, and we don't have to spend much time on this now because you brought up Bane. Which would be the first one you would rather want to cover, Dark Knight Rises or The Last Harry Potter Movie?
1: Oh, fuck me. What?
2: <laughs> um,
0: Because oh, I, I think shit. they came out like a year or two apart. That's a so good like...
2: question. This is
0: easy.
1: Honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's easy, but I... I... Technically I think I like Deathly Hallows Part 2 better. Technically I haven't seen that movie in so long. But
3: I haven't
0: seen any of them. I haven't seen but any of I, Harry Potter as an
1: but... episode to cover and to actually talk about it's Dark Knight right.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean it so fun. They just like laid it out for you. bang uh, I mean that that's the episode. It's just...
3: Uh... So right. many no, bane.
2: It's a
1: lot of bane impressions. So
0: many bane impressions. Oh my god.
1: It's also me talking. I think at least thirty minutes about how big, uh, how big, uh, Tom Hardy's biceps are. Yeah. And how I just like want to put my face in them.
0: We're gonna do an hour on on medals and I assume.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my god. I I rewatched that because can't scene wait. pops up on that scene pops up on Twitter once in a while of him like, of like. Tom Hardy putting his hand on his shoulder, and he has this just like close, just like he just like his has has head, head, head turned so slowly and so frightening, mm-hmm. and he's like, "What are you?" Uh, I'm Gotham's reckoning. Um, but like, I I love that he's so he's so good in it. He's like plays it. He he's in like it for two seconds, and he's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also remember his character's name, John Daggett. Or oh. I think I don't know if it's his first name's John, but his Daggett Industries. Ooh. Uh yeah. Fun fact. Nice.
0: Love it. And fun fact he
1: was all in the comics or I think or in the animated series, I forget which one, he leads to the creation of Two Face. Or not Two Face, Clayface. I'm ah, ben,
0: I'm stupid. Oh, okay. There you go. I see. See what you did there. I love Clayface. Mendelssohn. Yeah, Clayface is great. Nice. Yeah. And
1: that's and I am maybe but I am also biased.
0: I see. Yeah. Ah uh, yes. Ah. Uh, well
2: Clay Williams attached.
0: Like <laughs> THR reporting. Uh, yeah. uh,
1: if they won't have me write the dead, yeah. the, if they won't have me write the Daredevil series, they can at least have me write mm-hmm. Clayface.
0: Andy Circus uh, tap to direct. Ooh. Uh, call back to Venom. Anyway, no, uh, I
1: mean, hey, no that would yeah. actually be interesting.
0: Ben Mendelsohn, uh, sad character in Dark Knight Rises. Also, How said here, He's char- not in the Great
1: Gatsby. Yeah. He's Australian.
3: Well,
0: well, I was just gonna say he's, he's in Australia. Him. Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> the the Bert, Laz, Baz Lerman movie before Great Gatsby, which you know uh, can lead us into Great Gatsby. Um, Greg, he'll here, By the way, I forgot to introduce you. <laughs> Lovely wow. to have you back. Yeah. you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you've been in the waiting room since January. Yeah. Um, I can't believe I can't it. Get um, in. Yeah, I can't we finally get in. Let, we we finally let you back in. Like, oh my god, now time is here. Uh, you know, you're you're back from the waiting room to talk. Great Gatsby. Uh, please go first in telling us the first time that you've seen this and just your overall history with Oslerman.
4: New York, 1922. The tempo of the city had changed sharply. The buildings were higher parties were bigger the morals were looser and the liquor was cheaper the restlessness approached hysteria
3: shall we
4: who is this gatsby do you know him war mr. Gatsby, mr gatsby doesn't exist
2: gatsby what gatsby i beg your pardon mr gatsby would like to speak to you alone
3: I'm certainly
4: glad to see you again. I'm certainly glad to see you as well. When I made the pleasure of Mr. Gatsby's acquaintance, I discovered a man of fine breeding. Very interesting. Feeling alright? Oh yes. Love is
1: I don't wanna see. Won't you You
4: always look so cool. The man in the cool, beautiful shirt. She has to tell him she never loved him. I've just heard the most shocking thing. It all makes sense. Will you come once more? We need you. Uh, I wish we could just run away.
3: Mr. Gatsby said. Not now. I don't want to you run? Are you trying to cause in my house?
2: I wish I'd done everything on earth with you. Sure. Um, so I think this might have been the first. That's on the film I saw, um, let's we'll see about Moon Rouge. Um, so, I definitely saw this in the cinema in 3D when I was 13, which is kind of like, Oh my god! The, yeah. Yeah. The very start of me kind of seeing a lot of stuff in the cinema. Um, uh, I definitely read the book at this point and um, obviously love the book. And, um, Did you read the book in know, school? Yes. Yeah. Uh, although, I think I read it independently before and then a couple of years later because usually you do Gatsby when you're like 15 or 16 mm-hmm. in school um, at least for us um, so yeah um, I wasn't like overly, I can't remember being like wow this is my favourite movie or anything uh, but it's definitely a movie I thought about quite a bit and then I do know, I rewatched it maybe like four or five years ago on yeah. TV once and um, yeah and then uh, Jack and I were talking about Baz Luhrmann leading up to Elvis coming out and uh thought we thought this episode would be good just to kind of get a little Baz recap because it's been you know almost 10 years since uh, this movie yeah. and it's finally back and yeah it's just it's not like Baz is like a canonical filmmaker for me but um, That's true.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, he's someone you know I, I really appreciate uh, almost all of his films uh, besides Australia, which is kind of a disaster, but an interesting yeah. one. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Greg Gatsby is like, a really interesting example of um, an adaptation by a clear tour who's uh, finding a specific angle on a very famous and iconic text and uh, 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 it gets a lot right and uh, has you know, some some faults or things that are definitely alienating to a lot of people but I think it's a, a worthwhile film and an interesting one to talk about so, Absolutely, Absolutely. Yeah, this would be uh, fun to bring up
0: yeah and it's good to bring up Elvis because uh, this is Elvis is just out this, this weekend or, yeah, Last week. it's like, you know, around this time right now. Uh, and, yeah, I think it's it's super interesting to see like 2013 movies in this moment, because we just are putting out our well, we just recorded uh, before midnight. Um, and to to go back and it's just like, wow. to see, it's cool to see the variety um, in this year, specifically. Yeah. Um, for me though I also saw this in theaters actually. I also saw this in 3D. Um but like what was and wasn't 3D I still can't recall, but I remember like the uh the auto accident was really really striking um at the time and I would think I went with my mom cuz my my mom really loves the book um and this She's rewatch almost so She's huge a huge, fan. uh, Lana Del Rey was really important to her. Um, and you know, it's just funny. Like this felt like a first time watch, even though like I recognized like a lot of the imagery. Um, and like, you know, I also like Greg Gatsby in high school. Um, and it was funny, like Boz in high school was really my, my proper introduction. Uh, cause the fil- first film class I had ever taken, we were screened Moulin Rouge. Um, and it was it was a film class where they paired up uh the the films with like something older and then something newer like we did like ex machina and blade runner like you know just like very you know like high school students would would see the connections and like moulin rouge was paired with like one of the gold diggers movies from the 30s and that was pretty fun to like see the the direct influences that Baz was taking um, and then like seeing like the theatricality and, you know, I'd always been like, oh, and then, um, and in, in my freshman year, high school, I read Romeo and Juliet. Um, and then we saw the Baz Lerman, the William Shakespeare's Romeo plus Juliet. Um, it. yeah, it's, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's funny though. Like I've always liked Boz, but he's never been like one of my guys. Like I've always been Boz ambivalent, um, I think, and would and oh, and then like you know, I think Greg and I both saw Australia and Strictly Ballroom, uh, both like super interesting because like both of them seem like very restrained and like, yeah. a, um, and is Strictly Ballroom is like I like that one a lot. Like yeah. it's a very clear story. Like like they just want to dance. <laughs> like that's it. Um, and yeah, it is funny because he he almost does like historical period pieces for America better than he does Australia. <laughs> Uh, which is interesting. Um, but no, I, I saw us some in theaters, where else? Um, no, and and then, yeah, and then we get to Elvis, which like is a super interesting time because, you know, obviously it doesn't get down in between this or like produces it and then directs the pilot uh, in between this and Elvis. Um, yeah, and this had been in development for a long, long time because uh, I think Toby and Leo were uh, pegged to do this. Since two thousand and eight.
2: Wow. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh
0: I feel like I need to throw something now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <kidding>. uh, <laughs> I'm out of here. Um, yeah. I don't want. It's I just wanted my word.
3: In. And... <laughs> I can't take Gatsby. No. Old shot sport. Too much.
0: <laughs> well I am. Not I can't repeat not, the past let's be
4: honest, no. yeah, let's be honest. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my life's gonna be like this
0: <laughs>
2: the green light is there but it's still so far away, Jack. Far away. <laughs> do you not understand
0: <laughs> it represents the American
2: dream <laughs> yeah. what do you make this framing device is
0: Greg I don't have any yeah. narrate us you know it's like here we have so like here we are yeah
2: this episode should have a, a beginning of you as a recovering alcoholic
0: <laughs> so wait uh, wait I but, have just a like, question. but just I like but just like mcguire's yeah
1: i have an immediate question
0: please uh, do you have
1: alcohol is, is he an well, alcoholic
0: yeah, yeah. And, and i don't believe i mean listen like i i feel like you know if we go into more like uh uh, book to film questions like I feel like slightly prepared because <laughs> like it's been since high school um, but I do know that the framing device is new that uh, being an alcoholic um, and like depressed and anxiety ridden and like just overall like unwell from his time in New York is new for what they did with Nick in the film uh, and the, I, I think the narration is new Um. But it's just like, oh, so McGuire isn't really gonna like tune his performance for like the framing device to like modern day because I, I feel like it's just no, he's just strange. A, he's, but
1: he, he's kind of I don't know. I I have a lot of thoughts on his performance. Um, but <laughs> so he doesn't he say at some point that he's been drunk only
0: two times or whatever?
2: Yeah. Well, that was before everything happened.
0: Mm-hmm. That uh, was like before he and met Gatsby. He gets yeah,
2: swept up in everything. The, oh, the, the framing device is like one of those infuriating things that a lot of things based on books do, where a character within the film uh, becomes the author of the book that we read. Like I remember in *The Heart of the Sea*. Uh, oh my god! A sentence that no one has ever said <laughs> <laughs> in their lives.
1: Starring another Australian.
2: Yeah.
3: Of course, of course, yeah, of course,
2: yeah. Um, and another Spiderman, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, yeah, uh, in that I can't remember who it is. I think it's Tom Holland who becomes Ben Wish or, or something. I can't remember. <laughs> One of them ends up being the author of Maybe Dick. I was just like, uh, I remember uh, John Carter is another <laughs> example <laughs> around this time where. Uh, I can't remember who it
0: is, but someone ends up writing John Carson. Taylor <laughs>
2: Fitch isn't also Australian, <laughs> is
0: he? Wait. No. I I don't think so. No. no, right, like no right? Amer- I think he's American, yeah. FNL.
1: How yeah. do we we claim
2: him? <laughs> we can do that. Yeah. Australia sure can have it. No, no, he
1: was Canadian. Uh-huh. Uh. So the same thing basically, Australian. You know, Canadians, Australian sure. was the difference.
2: Yeah, yeah. I...
0: I
1: suppose. Yeah.
2: They all came from us. <laughs> You're welcome. They did. <laughs> you dirty, dirty, rotten scoundrels. Yeah. We we did not send our best to Australia uh, as No.
1: As you best. didn't, did you?
2: That was uh, yeah, well, I forgot
1: about that. Yeah. You uh it's kind of a different colony, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm.
0: I do think it is That's it good. is interesting to bring up like the Australian aspect of this, I I think it was like mostly like an Australian production and you know like you have Joel Edgerton and Ila Fisher and Elizabeth DeVecchi who are like Jason you know it's Clark. mostly Australian. just Clark, exactly, and um, uh, you know, and you have uh, Baz Luhrmann as the Australian filmmaker. Um, Catherine Martin, you know, his wife, that ended up winning production design costumes. You know, so it's it's an it's just an interesting thing to watch. Like someone out of the U.S. watch, like I mean, make an inherently. American text yeah. on the screen. Uh, it,
2: it was shot in Sydney. Uh, mm-hmm. It almost makes me think of like the Soulless prequels cool in the way where mm-hmm. uh, every supporting character in those movies, because they shot in Sydney, is Australian. Yeah. <laughs> is well, around. same
1: thing as like Fury Road, right? Like Every yeah. single character in that fucking movie besides Tom and um, well, I guess Zo- also Zoe Kravitz is not Australian. <laughs> um, fun fact. It, Riley Q uh, is so. an Australian. Okay, but uh, you know, it's you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> other than that, other. Than that. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's funny. Literally, like every other character in the Great Gatsby, every other actor in the Great Gatsby. It's like Isla Fisher, even though she was like she's technically Scottish, she moved to Australia when she was six. Oh. Like that kind of thing, where it's just like all the Aussies got together and yep. it's like, let's make an Aussie movie or whatever <laughs> yeah. they say. Um,
0: we got to wait for Isla to confess uh, being a shopaholic, you know. Uh,
3: that's
1: right. Yeah. Wait, wait, yeah. what? what? What are we talking? Th- oh, Confessions is of a,
0: a teenage book? shopaholic. That the way she did. Yeah, I don't. Well, I, don't
1: like, I don't know these it's, references. Let's put that was, was a bad joke you <laughs> can do me. that we can't
0: they you kept can the accents.
1: we can't make <laughs> those jokes
0: they kept the accents can you imagine
2: hey Gatsby <laughs>
0: okay you just said we can't do that
2: oh <laughs> <All laughs> I lied well that's really hard <laughs>
1: um so my th- so this is my first time seeing the movie guilty as charged Locked me mm-hmm.
0: um, had you read the book in high school
1: no,
3: I don't. Cuz like, I I
0: just kind of I just kind of assume like everyone right in high school it's like it's uh, like catcher in the rye it's just like that's like I have uh, read text that for everywhere. At least no, in America. Don't is, read. But,
3: yeah.
1: Um
0: <laughs> Did you Cliff uh, notes this in high school? Yeah. I
1: have read The Crucible. <laughs> yeah. That's another that's
0: a book I ah, read. Um,
1: yeah. That's a great fucking book. I've, um, I I read I that
0: too in play. high school. Yeah. Uh
1: I so and I think this is definitely kind of my... So I watched Romeo plus Juliet. I said, signing up, I said Romeo and Juliet to someone referencing that movie, and they stopped me. And That's it was funny. Like, yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Romeo plus Juliet.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Did this person correct you even more and say, William Shakespeare is Romeo plus Juliet? No, no, no. They're
1: not that much of an asshole. <laughs> shout, shout out, Jay. Oh, uh, yeah, former guest yeah. of the podcast.
0: Yeah, sure, That's sure, sure. That's a future that guest. fucking yeah.
1: dick. Um, but yeah, fucking, but I watched that in English Baz
0: Luhrmann's, William Shakespeare's, World yeah, right, right, right. Oh, yeah, geez.
1: Yeah. oh man, I wish, has anyone done that before? Like the, like, uh, ownership of the ownership of the movie. Oh you know what I mean? Like was... William Shakespeare's Baz Luhrmann's. Right, 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 be, right, I would fucking respect the fuck out of that. Um, <laughs> no, but so I watched, I, I, I don't even know if I watched the entirety of Romeo plus Juliet. Uh, mm-hmm. But I watched it in English class like 10 years. No, not 10 years, like eight, six, eight or six years ago. Sure. Uh, and I watched like decent amount of that. I don't think I watched the whole thing. So that's technically the Baz-Lur- the first Baz Luhrmann experience I have had. But this is mm-hmm. really the first full feature film that I have watched right. from beginning. As an adult. End, in all its entirety. Uh, I'm not an adult. I'm still a kid. Uh, <laughs> give me a break. I guess um. <sighs> Yeah, so this was this was it, man. This was the first Bazzy. This was the first I, I got bazzed. Um
0: <laughs> Baz, are you Baz? Are you baz pills?
1: <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, I'm Baz mixed. Oh, no. um, <laughs> this is one of those movies where I I almost want to rewatch it immediately because, and it's not because I like no. it so much. It's more of just like. Okay, I think I loved half of that, and I think I disliked half of the other half. Um, I'm just, it, it it literally oscillates like almost like in seconds. It's like, oh, that's a great shot. Fuck that green screen. Oh, that's a great shot. Mm. Fuck that green screen. It's just like, it just goes back and forth of like, oh, that's a great line delivery, Toby. Oh, shit, that was a really bad line delivery, Toby. <laughs> like, just, it, it, it's it's just never consistent to me. I'm always in the state of like, I loved that, but I also didn't like that. Yeah. Uh, it, it almost like, even shot, it, like, again, like, from a cut to a cut, it's like, oh, it was a great shot. Oh, it was bad. Oh, it was great. Oh, it was bad. I mean, this is a... A gorgeous movie. It's shot really well. I don't want to say like this is an amateurish production, but it's the green screen, man. That shit takes me out every time. I can't stand it. It's so bad.
0: Yeah. I I think that this whole thing kind of asks you to dig a lot deeper into the interpretation. I know it's kind of like a cliche at this point to say this does feel like a cover or like a remix rather than, you know, an adaptation, you know, but as hokey as that sounds, I think the green screen is like, you know, it's the artifice. It's the, it's the, the pretend it's the, the, it's like the mansions and the jewelry. It's, it's all, all that's fake and like a a facade. I guess that's to me, like if I, if this adaptation from Boz is going to be like something so spectacular, it's going to be literally the director of Moulin Rouge making great Gatsby, then I just, I feel that this is literally what that is. And not to excuse like every decision. Cause I feel no, 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 like no, no. That's, that, that's so didactic, point. but it's, Bas- yeah. it's literally Basler. great Gatsby. And it's like, right. this all makes sense. Cause it's, it feels as though it's the evolution of the guy who made William Basler. William Shakespeare's Romeo plus Juliet. Right. So I, Greg, let me know if you also watched this, but I watched, uh, cause I know you, you like Mark Kermode, but I watched Kermode's review and he was mm. saying that, uh, uh, Baslerman had the idea, or maybe not had the idea, but listened to *Great Gatsby* on audiobook when he was finished making *Moulin Rouge* um, on a high-speed train, drinking wine. And this is exactly what this is. This is someone who is tipsy, going a thousand or a hundred miles an hour. No, a listen, listening, know, right listen, number. listening to Greg Gatsby*, not reading it. So I, 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 that is exactly what this feels like, and you know this because the movie is. I mean, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but the first half at least feels like it's sped up. <laughs> uh, yeah. it, it feels as though someone put put it on two times speed, um, and you know, it's like the, the party scenes and the the flashbacks. Like I, I think it's all very watchable. Um, no, I I I don't know if like this is like reclaimed as like. Canonical, um, like literary adaptations, but I think Baz Luhrmann making something that is like so theatrical. I, 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 can say like it's it's so interesting, and it's not it's like so different from like the Redford yeah. <laughs> uh, Jack Clayton yeah. adaptation, which which I also have seen um, because it was like I watched um, that one when I read Gatsby in high school um, on a screen, like in the last few weeks of class. So I read Gatsby after I had seen Buzz Lerman's actually.
3: Mm. But,
0: and if, the, um, and if this kind of reminds me in a way of anything else we've covered, but not in the same way, it's uh, uh, Joe Wright's Anna Karenina. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Just, you know, Absolutely. I guess like that's literally the only comparison I could think of.
1: No, no, yeah, I think that's a totally, I think your use of remix as the word, because I mean, because that's like the whole idea of the rap, like, you know, of uh, Jay-Z's collaboration. Which, Greg, you you said
0: that you'd sing that song for us, right? So you can go ahead. (laughs) Um,
1: Oh, no, he left. Um, But... I, it's like that idea of just like, okay, so this is not, a, it, you know, obviously there was no Jay-Z in the 20s. Um, what, what it, but like, what? that idea... Of, right, exactly. <laughs> um, but that idea of, yeah, mixing it all in. It's like a fucking, you know, a, a cauldron, if you will. But yeah, you're just, you're throwing in your bassness, you're throwing in your Jay-Z, you're throwing in the mm-hmm. actual book, and you're just like, fucking mixing that shit together. Sure, it's like... Sure. It is interesting. Um, And some of the Jay Z stuff really works and some of it does not work for me. That's the thing. It's all, this movie is so like 50 50. It's just like, Mm -hmm. it's like some of those songs, like, that's great. It's a great inclusion that works perfectly. And some of the other songs, I'm like, that fucking sucks, Baz. Um, I, I, it's so, I, I'm, that's one of those things. It's where it's like, you know, I think, I think everyone, that idea of you want to rewatch a movie immediately, that comes from like two spaces. It comes from, I can't fully comprehend my thoughts on this thing or like I need to give it another chance. I need to like get more into it or I loved it so much. I want to see it again. Um, I think those are mainly the two reasons why you want to rewatch a movie like immediately. And I think it also comes from like,
0: it also comes from like uh, audacious big swings. Right. I think. Yeah.
1: Which this is, you can't argue it. It's not anyone who thinks it's not is. I don't think that's a take, but still,
0: no, I mean, it almost feels like this. he's making this, like, he feels like it's going to be his last movie. Um.
2: Hmm. Well, okay, there's a, a lot to <laughs> say. So, <laughs> starting with the, um, the green screen stuff, and um, so if you watch behind the scenes footage of this, it is basically, like, the prequels, or Speed Racer, or something, where it's yeah. like, one little bit of a set going on and then everything else is just blue it's Um,
0: boslerman speed racer
2: yeah and i think um there's a a degree to which watching it in 2d does feel strange So, like a lot of films from this period uh where 3d was really booming when you watched him in 2d you can kind of tell uh what was meant to be um have an extra dimension to it and i think uh this a kind of alienating look to a lot of this movie in that um it's pretty overlit a lot of the times and characters seem to be kind of standing out from the background in a lot of ways like it doesn't feel like the world is kind of fully organic but i think part of that is um kind of a limitation of uh, the technology, but part of it is a kind of artistic choice. Right. Um, where it's like everything is so saturated and uh, kind of tinny and uh, plastic in a lot of ways. Um, where You know, the world doesn't feel necessarily real. Um, like if you look at the, the car scenes where they're racing to and from New York and um, There's almost a a look reminiscent of like backwards projection and stuff where. Yes. um, uh, It feels like uh, an anachronistic version of that kind of technique where um, the background is kind of um, blurring and. Right. uh, To kind of. Yeah, so I think a a lot of. So every. (laughs) Trying to organize my thoughts. So every single Baz Luben film starts with like hitting you over the head with a chair that's kind of the right for every single one of those films the first kind of 20 minutes is incredibly assaultive um so if you go to uh strictly boring i mean the first kind of the first act is almost like you want to turn it off it's like it's kind of yeah. too much <laughs> uh uh and, you know, uh, once you get a handle of the uh, movie's tone, uh, the movie does calm down in a lot of ways. It becomes much more sincere and grounded in emotions. Uh, and I think all of those films are very emotionally driven um, and mm-hmm. emotionally kind of expressionistic. Uh, and there's definitely a kind of melodramatic, dramatic sense to. Um, the writing and the performances, uh, and then you know, looking at the thing of Romeo and Juliet with the kind of Montague and Capulet uh, kind of confrontation again. That's like pure. That's that movie at eleven. With, right. For a movie that is at eleven at all times, <laughs> it's like, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's <laughs> like to the to the power of ten. Uh, yeah. So. Clearly, Um, like he's really
0: attracted to like romantic, emotional, romantic tragedy. And he he finds like it all comes back to something that'll never be. And I think at the heart of that idea that he keeps coming back to, I think this one has its heart in the right place for that.
2: For sure. Like, yes, it's definitely most in line with Romeo and Juliet in terms Mm -hmm. of the. That's filmography for obvious reasons. is an adaptation of like, a beloved tragic romantic text um, with a lot of anachronistic uh, details in there. Uh, whereas, you no, know, Roman Juliet is fully just transplanting uh, that story into a new time period to kind of recontextualize it and give it a new tone. Whereas, this is, you know, it. It's still set in the 20s, but it's more the idea of, you know, the roaring 20s where, uh, you know, hedonism and uh, greed are kind of uh, spinning out of control. Yeah, Um, it's the
0: time just before the uh, Depression.
2: Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting that uh, this movie kind of started up uh, kind of pre-production or development know around the time of the 2008 crash so yeah you know, a kind of time repeating itself mm-hmm. um aspect to it which i think you know obviously basil and you are going to get anachronistic song choices you are going to get you know maximalism uh in any way he can kind of find for it to belong in his films but even when it doesn't um, belong you
3: know
0: <laughs> yeah but
2: i i do think uh I don't know, I find, especially at the time that the film came out, I think there was um, maybe a degree of kind of resistance, just that, the inherent idea of the Muslim and Great Gatsby, where like, you know, this, you know, the great American novel or one of the great American novels being told by, you know, this populist filmmaker who, you know, doesn't necessarily deal in nuance. Uh, or exactly. Subtext. Right. Yeah. Uh, in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. So. No, I, um, and
0: I think people were resistant to the idea at first. Um, and it, it's, it, I think it was like the 3d of it all too. Um, mm-hmm. It was like the soundtrack and, and um, yeah, it, it felt like that there, it wasn't, it was polarizing right from the beginning. Um, which was interesting. I, I feel like it, it made money. Like it did well. I don't think it made the the money with 3D. Like it WB made 300 million
1: worldwide. It cost it costs like a yeah. hundred uh, yeah. like and only made. And I think it made maybe just under its budget or just over its budget
0: domestically.
1: Yeah. So it yeah, probably I
2: barely made a profit. Exactly. Yeah. Hey. Um, hey good. Yeah, it would have been uh, a little profitable, but I think the main problem is that you're spending $105 million on a Grey Gatsby movie to begin with, which seems like a kind of insane thing to do uh, unless you're, you know, hiring Leonardo DiCaprio to play it. Um, right. Uh, but, you know, I think for this film, it kind of has to be that expensive because That's the whole thing of, um, you know, it is in your face from the first moment, you know. But I made a note of it. Obviously, this is a kind of structural choice within the book as well. It takes half an hour to meet Gatsby. Yeah. Or to see Gatsby's face, which is like one of those moments in the movie that I think it really comes together. You know, same with, uh, fireworks and, I, I always forgot
0: things. that like Rhapsody and blues like like yeah. coming together yeah it's it the really gif. it's yeah it's the, yeah it's you know it's, yeah <laughs> yeah uh I, I saw i saw someone ran right on the airbox. I, I, I wish I remember uh who it was um uh 2012 2013 was like the era of the leo gif like with this Django and wolf of Wall Street that's right definitely <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
0: yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so much so much leo context yeah i
0: think this is a really underrated leo performance like i agree the idea uh, of leo as gatsby is such a slam dunk to me yeah. um it's it's even more of a slam dunk than robert Redford. even like you know like they play him differently i suppose but um and it's even more of a slam dunk to see tommy leonardo and Leonardo DiCaprio. i mean what like what <laughs> word do you do you want you know it's uh, we all know who it's reunion of. that's the word I'm thinking of <laughs> yeah, I know, I know yeah, 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 but uh, I I think it's it's like you could have had Lucas Haas as uh, Tom Buchanan, and this would have been perfect. Uh, yeah. No, I I I like yeah. Toby Maguire in this. Um, I I I think he's really I think he's really good because it's it's this it's this dynamic of the flip between uh, uh Nick and Jay that you know. Tobey Maguire is like has this very like boyish young charm, this innocence that um you start to I mean you know for me at least you start to see that like Jay Gatsby is like more charismatic and uh, and mysterious and inviting, um but then like once you see like the desperate regretful um sort of pathetic person that he actually is then it's like you see the upper hand that uh that Nick eventually takes over with, with their relationship and he starts to distrust him more. Um I think that turn is like really subtle and well done with McGuire's performance. But I, I it, it is really funny though to see like how kind of toned down the performances can be uh when they're surrounded by like this giant green screen set and it's just like everything right. is like going on around them and like like this isn't McGregor and Kidman and real Irish which by the way, like I, I'm like there are some reviews out there that are like Comparing this to Mulan Rogers, like, too much. And, like, okay, this isn't like the same movie again. Like, I don't think it's fair or worth comparing movies that were, like, you know, a decade apart. Yeah. It's strange. I
1: doubt yeah. there was any sexual awakenings to this movie. I mean, I uh, <laughs> a hamper well, on that you,
3: Yeah, you never I know. know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: Toby? Was, um, you think people are like, oh, ah, yeah. yes, Toby McGuire in 2013. Greasy. Uh, uh, Jason
2: Clark. You know. yeah. That, I, maybe. Yeah. Um, also,
0: mustache. Uh, uh, Ed, Ed, yeah,
1: Edgerton yeah. has a stash okay. on him, bro. A stash. Gosh, um, he's so good. But, yeah, so. he's
0: my favorite performance
1: in the movie. I think. Mm, um, I think yeah. he's incredible. I so Toby. All right, Toby, Toby, Toby. I am That's... so conflicted on his performance. At, I think the narration is bad. I don't like the narration. I think he's bad at it. Um, it just does not. He try and, and I think it's the voice, man. He's trying to do that twenties voice, and I just don't buy it. I, I just want him to talk normal, to be honest, because it just I can't get over the fact it sounds like so like say now you know back in the twenties like just that kind of shit where I'm just like I'm so like Carrie makes it work, Leo makes it work. I just don't think he makes it work. Um, it just sounds so inauthentic. I think a lot of his the the part, moment the parts of his performance that I feel. That I don't like it's just it. a lot of times when it just feels like he, it's inorganic or that he's just going off a of direct like a lot of times it feels like that George Lucas thing of like, just say it faster or like the idea of one little like direction note and he's like, okay, I'll just focus on that instead of necessarily fleshing out the entire performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, I love him when he's in the room reacting to things. Or Mm -hmm. reacting to characters. I think his scenes with Jay are great. I think that he's generally... I don't know. The moment he's like the propulsion of the story, I think his performance falters. I just don't think he's like a propulsive enough
0: actor. Sure, yeah.
1: It just doesn't have that weight to him. But when he's in a scene and he's reacting to things around him, especially to Jay, I think he's really good
0: yeah i like him Um, as a blank slate and like an audience surrogate
1: right exactly but when he's not acting is that when he's acting as like the main character i can't i just don't think it's that good
2: yeah that is like one of the things about the book is that nick is basically barely a character he's kind of is the audience surrogate where he's Nope. It's
0: not the great caraway, okay. So what do you <laughs> it's like I don't want to be a bad the,
2: title? The mid caraway. The absolutely. <laughs> the uh you no know, uh caraway. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I agree um to an extent because I think uh is essentially big ass to, you know, play a blank state a lot of ways. He's He's almost purely reactive in the movie. He's kind of leading you along and you're seeing, you know, you're being introduced to this world and um, these people, uh, you're kind of almost always looking from the outside in, at least Mm -hmm. for a long while. And then when you get fully pulled in, you realize the kind of uh, superficiality of it and the, uh, the surface. Uh, Veneer that can only kind of be revealed once you get closer to it. So he, it is a very kind of functional role compared to yeah. <clears throat> uh,
0: He's not asked to do a whole lot, like you said, with the how it's written in in the in the book. Yeah. Uh, and I don't. It's not like um, Nicole Kidman in Australia, where it's like I feel like this movie is overwhelming you, like as it's going along. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> But, yeah, I mean Australia is something else. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, the country add, of the
2: movie, or both? Add, definitely d- both. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think so. Australia is definitely bad kind of striding for respectability. Yeah, uh, that's him trying
0: to make like the 21st century Gone with the Wind, uh, just yeah. like in the in the epic romance way, not. You know any other way? Not the Confederacy it. way. Uh, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, you know, I was trying to,
2: yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that movie doesn't work for. I think there's about 20 minutes in the middle of Australia that really works when they're at the party. Like once they get yeah. to the place, the... and it's like it's a kind of classic Remy and Juliet, Moulin Rouge, cult shit stuff where you know there's these big swelling emotions that are kind of. Um, released through montage and music and stuff and then whenever he has to make it a kind of pearl harbor titanic um kind of 165 minute period piece uh it really doesn't work yeah whereas i think uh this movie it has like one foot in respectability and another foot in kind of uh you know know, doing his thing and kind of committing uh, to that, to this vision. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a interpret, an A interpretation of uh, The Great Gatsby, I think, uh, what the movie achieves, uh, but also its failures are at least, you know, his, uh, you know, strengths and weaknesses as opposed to, you no know, trying to be something that's not, uh, mm-hmm. Right. So I, I hope I hope Elvis is uh, you know more of that um, as yeah. opposed to a kind of straightforward biopic, which it seems like it is. It seems <laughs> like it is. Yeah, exactly. Better and I think we should
0: also say front that this is also pre Elvis. It's pre Elvis that we haven't seen it oh already. We can't God. comment. Uh, but I think that Moulin Rouge was big awards player, and ever since Moulin Rouge, he's been trying to get it back into awards season. Uh, mm you can tell with Australia and this that's (laughs) that it's (laughs) (laughs) fuck. (laughs) Well, this is in an era that we have not met Austin Butler's Elvis. Um, Yeah, no, I I agree though, that this is, um, it's a Baz Luhrmann first and second, it's a great Gatsby adaptation or, you know, but for whatever way you'd like, I mean, to me, I've always seen it like he I, I, there were some reviews, too, that say that he misinterprets the text. Um, mm. I don't know. Fuck like, off. What do you... <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> I, I hate that shit so much. Like the, I, I, the, We need to get rid of this adaptation brain. I swear to fucking God, misinterprets uh-huh. the text. Or he just interprets it in a different fucking way. Whole, yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Art <laughs> can be interpreted in different ways. Who fucking knew that? If you want to read the fucking same story, read the book again. This is an adaptation. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. I'm so tired of this shit. Same thing with comic books. Same thing with, like, fucking shit based, like, whatever. It's like, oh, this doesn't do the thing that I want it to do. Shut the fuck up and just, like, I'm serious, man. It's just, like, that's, you have to understand that this is a person's interpretation of it. This can't be a straight, you know, if you want to, like, adaptation, like, plot for plot, like, A to B, then I don't know, read the fucking book again, because that's what you're going to get. But if you, but for an adaptation to be anything interesting, unique or successful, which the best adaptations are, it's like fucking do your own shit. That's the whole point is to interpret the way you want to interpret it. I'm so tired of that. I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to rant, but it's just, I'm so tired of that constant criticism from, and it's not just like, it's not just like the fucking lamos online uh, like Joe Schmo 27, who's like, oh, I didn't like that choice for adapt adapting blah blah blah. And it's like it's all also like professional critics. I think that for some reason get so like, because they're so close to the material sometimes that they can't like judge it objectively. And I think or not object, you know, nothing's objective, but you yeah. know what I mean. Like separate it, and it's like because it's its own thing. It's its own living, bre- breathing organism. And if it's not, then it's kind of shitty. Because if it it feels so if it feels so connected and so one for one for the book, then why does it exist? Yeah. What, what's well, the
0: point of it? Joe Schmo, twenty seven, innocent.
1: Uh. <sighs> yeah, he's an all right guy. He has <laughs> good politics. <Yeah. laughs>
0: no, I agree. Uh, it's it's a little lame, but I, I with with something like this that's like like Greg mentioned, like considered one of the great American texts. Um, it, I like that it, we don't have something in 2013 that's like so stagey and, and like like very just like ordinary. That Boz actually made something interesting with this, um, and like good good on it that it doesn't have to be A to B. Just yeah, just like really how straightforward ad- it's actually. because that because if you want a straightforward adaptation, that's what Jack Clayton did in 74.
3: I think.
2: Yeah. I would argue like I don't really see anything about the movie that misinterprets key parts of the book like i think since everyone's kind of familiar with it and has gone through the kind of five big themes of great gatsby uh the the character profiles and stuff we all kind of have at least a baseline understanding of um how it operates and how it works and how it communicates its ideas um, through the narrative and uh, through the prose, um, uh, yeah, I don't really think there's anything like egregious about the adaptation. I think it's just more kind of really more of a tonal um, issue that people uh, have been ha- had with this film, um, yeah. which is understandable because uh, I think like Baz Luhrmann movies, you know, aren't for everyone, and. Uh, there's obviously, he p- paints in broad strokes, but I think what really helps this movie is a few of the performances kind of filling in the blanks um, in terms of uh, character motivation and uh, how they, uh, the the relationships that kind of inform. Because it, it's pretty hard to fuck up, like, <laughs> you know, the Roaring Twenties weren't as... Unless you think they were three right, exactly. Bad, you know? right, right. Like, and it, you it, know, yeah, it's and
0: uh, like speaking of things that are that are hard to misinterpret, which I, yeah, like I, I don't, I do think that's just another way of saying that this was polarizing to audiences and critics in, in 2013. Um, that it's like Gatsby still has a crush on Daisy. Daisy is with Tom, and then there's a conflict there. Like that's you know that's for boz to like work around with and then you know daisy is cousins with nick and then nick tries to set them up like it's it's just like it's all there right and it's not that dense this isn't anacrona not to bring it up again
2: yeah definitely and like we were talking about mcguire earlier and it is interesting you know given the dramatic device of the film like you know it's essentially his perspective on everything it, the adaptation does kind of come into a few like why are you here right now? <laughs> it seems like a private moment like, right. right Gatsby. <laughs> Uh, daisy will be you know dancing in this big hallway and he's just gonna kind of sit there going, these, yeah. well, the, these kids well, are cute you know like
0: a glass of whiskey yeah, yeah. um but no, dad, no yeah like and the I, biggest fight he's ever yeah. witnessed
1: like he's so silent like he'll just he's like oh man this is crazy oh it's yeah. my birthday it's, you know it's, it's so my birthday.
0: it's almost like he's writing the book and at the end uh do uh yeah and I think with the framing device like it calls into question like how reliable is uh is Nick but you know and then yeah like at the very end like it suggests that obviously uh Nick Carraway is the real author not F Scott and Fitzgerald but you know yeah fuck you F Scott <laughs>
1: you're you're a phony <laughs> Do
0: you think anyone will uh want to do Midnight in Paris <laughs> No, I don't believe so. I don't believe. No comment. <laughs> yeah. I only bring it up because you know it, it's about. No, 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 no. no. I understand. I understand.
2: Yeah, uh... I understand. I yeah. Um, oh. I kind of like that
0: movie. <laughs> yeah. I saw it. I saw it when I was like twelve. Yeah, so... yeah.
2: I think it's very charming. Yeah. Uh, Corey Stoll is a great Hemingway. Yeah. Not... Anyway, love me some Corey, midnight. Love me some Corey Stoll. midnight, <laughs> Corey <laughs> um, but yeah so um, yeah I think we do have to ask whether Jay and Nick were the original Pussy Barsi I think that's mm. you know the, the question hanging over everyone's head I think that's,
3: that's the know, uh,
0: that's, that's the what Bob Cameron is answer. really asking I know <laughs> so, but I mean it really is uh, their their latest time working together after uh, oh geez what was that movie that? The nineties kids, kids like us. This boy's life. Uh, this boy's life. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it is. It is really cool. Uh, I, they must have like crossed paths like other times, um, like in the, in the past. But I think this was just an opportunity where it worked out. Um, and yeah, and like I said before, though, like Leo and McGuire were the, the first people attached. Um, Leo was first attached, and then he actually contacted Tobey Maguire, and it was, like, an instant yes, and, like, they all really enjoy working together. Uh, it feels a little bit like uh, the Jim Sheridan movie Brothers, which I've never said out loud. Uh, just, like, Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Tobey Maguire, like, since they're, like, also from the same generation, like, right. working yeah. together. Uh, um,
1: it kind did of Baz feels like... want Toby?
0: Uh, well, Leo was the one who recommended Tob Maguire, and then like, then they start getting the ball rolling after that.
2: If you were Baz, wouldn't you say no? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I think I, it makes sense um, on paper, like because you know Tob does kind of have a, a good reaction face. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of his. Uh, performances are kind of, you know, taking in information and kind of um, being that kind of central viewpoint, like looking at the first spy ban, you know, his kind of uh, journey through that um, and kind of reacting to um, the new circumstances. Yeah, you know. he is literally a, a wide eyed actor. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, and also and like just, it, he's he's someone who's like always doing underdogs, like you know, like true. rising up to the occasion. And people don't believe in him, and you know it's. It, I I, I'm I just also saying, think if that I want this movie
1: Nick. to be so to be successful, and mm-hmm. I'm having one. It's just like you have Leonardo DiCaprio, so yeah, you got your movie star. When you want like at least someone a little bigger than Toby, you know what I mean? Like have it be this like. Something you can put on the fucking poster, Leo, Uh, plus blank, first time meeting together or whatever the fuck. Sure. Wouldn't you want that?
0: Well, I mean, it is interesting, uh, though. Like, I think uh, it's always been Leo and and Toad McGuire. Like, it it was never any, like, like, because, like, there are many, which we can get to in a few, like, there were many alternates for Daisy, but it was always. There's two, and I, I think it's interesting. Like this point in the career, like there's really not much between this and Brothers <laughs> to bring them again. Um,
2: no. It does feel yeah. almost the relationship between Gatsby and Nick does almost feel like a, a Leo and Toby. No, exactly. Yeah, very yeah, good no. point. Very good point. He, he's. He's the superstar. He's, you know, the one that everyone wants to talk to. And Toby's, you know, the weird little guy. (laughs)
0: He's always been there. (laughs) And he he looks up to Leo. And there's an interview uh, with Leo that, oh gosh, I hope I get the question right. But the reporter was like, who would you want to write your autobiography? And he's like, I want Toby Toby Maguire to write Mm -hmm. it because he's always been there. He's been my friend since we were like 14 years old. And the fact that they've been they're with each other and like supporting each other uh like you know uh Leo has watched Till McGuire become a, a dad like that's pretty cool that it's like it's this story that they really get to sink their teeth into these parts um you know i i, I it's it's like that relationship outside of this movie it can't not play a factor into this like No you're right you're yeah, right so.
1: I I'm then then maybe it's like i don't know then i'm thinking Maybe Leo was like, it's either, it's me and Maguire or not me at all. I'm guessing he didn't do that. Or maybe he has said yes just to entice Leo more. Like, oh Mm, yeah, sure. Whatever you want to get on the project. I'm just saying from like a studio perspective and a director who's like wanting this film to be pretty successful. I'm just telling you, Chubb and Maguire would not be my first choice. Because just in the sense of marketability, because you have him Mm. as such a major role in the movie across from leo that i feel like it'd be more of a slam dunk if you got another movie star in there but i understand why not i'm not saying that would have changed the movie's quality or that the performance would be any better i'm just saying as purely from like a market marketing standpoint and clearly like you're six years away
0: from the spider-man trilogy ending so it's not like he was off of that like immediately and it
2: didn't end end that well of course course, in the public's eyes of the public's eyes it it begs the question of who uh could who you would want to play is, oh, thinking, As we we're talking, like this feels like something that Joseph Gordon-Levitt, eh, J- Joseph Joseph Gordon-Levitt would have yeah. been. Mister Corman, you could just
0: say that everyone know who you're talking <laughs> about. Yes, of course. Uh, you know, America's
2: favorite teacher, <laughs> Mister Corman,
0: Mister Pencil um, himself.
2: Yeah. And, uh, you know, he I mean, invented Uber. 2013 yeah. movies with. Embarrassing voiceover. Hey, there oh, we go. John. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> my porn. My girls. My Gatsby. Uh, my Gatsby. My, my champagne. <laughs> my Daisy. Yeah. <laughs> my old oh. sport. Yeah. Uh, you know, I saw. I mean, speaking of castings, though, I was I saw that people wanted. I think, in retrospect, uh, uh, Becky and Mulligan to switch parts. Like, <laughs> Carrie Mulligan would be Jordan, and Elizabeth Debecki to
3: to this, is such a uh, huge I, I, slam dunk for this movie it's yeah, like no, oh I, we
1: need a really 20s crazy. actor someone or like you know like a 20s president someone who can bring back to a time where you know like people were yeah. so striking and but, like have this like weird energy around them that makes you so like entranced and stuff she's such a slam dunk for a yeah. movie like this
0: and it's so funny to so, go back to the reviews and be like a newcomer, Elizabeth DeBecky, Who's this? And it's like, oh my gosh! So like we didn't know how good we had. it. She's fucking <laughs> <just>, tall. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did you see how tall she she's is? Really? We're still tall. Ma- it's nine years since this movie. And we're still making those jokes. <laughs>
2: at the uh, at yeah, She was yeah. tall. Yeah. yeah she is. But I, it is a striking image where you know she's laid down on the sofa. And she stands up next to Toby, like yeah. <laughs> exits, <laughs> exits frame. You just can't frame her next to, you know, a 5'8", Toby Maguire. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I think, you know, she definitely, from all I remember, you know, really had a bit of a pop from this movie, which mm-hmm. is, like, the first time that the person playing Jordan Baker has had, like, yeah. great notices, because it's not... <sighs> you know, much of a role on paper, but she just has such this you know, a striking look uh, um, just a real presence to her. I love how kind of playful she is. Yeah. It kind of feels like...
3: Especially
0: um, in the party scenes.
2: Yeah. It feels like she knows this is all bullshit. She knows it's mm-hmm. um, all an act uh, or the game and she's just kind of having fun mm-hmm. with the, right. um, the interplay between People, um, which I think is like a really good use of her and kind of how she reads, um, yeah, on screen. Um, yeah, I think as the thing with the big is like she's always, um, at least interested. Is always like something Absolutely. else happening yeah. um, in any scene. But yeah, I do think the most interesting way to talk about this movie is kind of the performances mm-hmm. because you know these characters are so um, iconic and have been interpreted a lot but um, you know uh, uh, yeah, I think each kind of highlights you know something about this adaptation like right, okay we gotta talk about Leo this is like <laughs> this is the big thing yeah. this is like you know this is what the movie is all about Is he's perfect he's the per- perfect casting, casting.
1: and he, I, I can't I literally can't think of anyone better because the mm-hmm. thing about Leo is he's a fucking crazy person. He's yeah. like a maniac, but he's also really charming. Yeah. That's the thing you have, and, and, but he also, but even when he's charming, you're like, I don't trust you. Like <laughs> he's just that perfect. So I haven't seen the original, but when, when Jack, when you said earlier that Rob, like Robert Redford is on, like kind of a worse choice. And I agree because the thing about Robert Redford is like, I instantly trust him.
0: I'm mm-hmm. instantly comfortable mm-hmm. with
1: him. I'm in, like, ah, oh, Robert Redford. Lovely, yeah. guy, lovely guy, lovely actor, handsome face. Who wouldn't want to be around that?
0: Always lost. I'm all, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, but with Leo, I'm on edge. Because I'm like, what is this fucker doing? Because he's, and I think he understands that. Like, we were mentioning this year, even though it was about, like, gifts and stuff. But, like, Django, Wolf of Wall Street, all of this is around that time of him playing J. J. Edgar, Edgar.
3: Inception. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um but like these are around the time where he's like playing characters it, whether they're just plain villainous or just characters who you're just not really comfortable around or you don't you don't feel and i'm not saying fucking i'm not saying jay gatsby is the same character as jordan belfort or a uh, slave owner um i'm saying that there's that instant edge that he brings uh and you can really tell when he's having that one phone call in his room where he's getting progressively mad about a small Detroit being a small town or whatever the fuck. Um, and he's like, you see that like kind of rage and that instability Mm. come from his eyes. Um, and just his, like, he just gets more manic. Um, that's why like, it sucks that he won for the Revenant because that's Mm -hmm. when he's trying to be the most just like serious and just like, sure. I'm just trying to avenge my boy. And like all of that (laughs) shit. like, (laughs) I'm not. And I, people say that's like a bad performance. Whatever. I think that's uh, hyperbole. I think it's a decent performance. I think it's actually pretty good. But to yeah. have I don't like the movie. Os- though. Whatever. I don't. That, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, it but, can
3: be
0: a decent performance in a bad movie. So
1: right. I yeah. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying. I, I think. I, I think people get. Oh, he shouldn't have won for that. I I understand mm-hmm. that. And like. there's another reason why he's good in The Departed. He's fucking manic in that shit. He's like consistently on the edge about to lose his mind. Um. So to have that be masked because he's so good at masking that shit. Mm-hmm. To like have like, he's so good at playing characters who can put on a face, I and mean, he's just the perfect choice for this movie. There's yeah. just no one better.
0: Uh, uh, Departed is also like just what Boston is like. Um,
3: it's also worth good attention. to know. Uh, <laughs> good to know. just <laughs> um, you know, no, that. <laughs> the 5 of the city. Yeah, exactly. System. The hardest city. You so shot Khalil
1: Jack Nicholson
2: like five times, right? Jack? I did.
0: It was it was a busy day. Um no, so it's it's funny to Gatsby look at
2: is, Gatsby's you know the idea of 20s <laughs> New York and Departed is the idea of 2000s Boston. 21st century
0: Boston it's is expressionistic. the essence of the Departed exactly. Um <laughs> you know like also we've done yeah, exactly. Those <laughs> yeah. yeah, Those are actually real. Um, no, but I mean, if you look at Leo's 2010s, like we've done, uh, Inception, Wolf of Wall Street, and Once Upon a on Hollywood, and I think those performances are like so drastically different, and it's like we've just kind of come to accept him as one of our finest actors, and they're all. A- I mean, I to, mean, to, you know, to borrow a term from our friends at the film stage, they're all A sides, right? He doesn't really do anything that's like a complete under flop. Um, he just. And he chooses his products very wisely. Uh, and oh, what's that?
1: What <laughs> what came out last year?
0: Oh no, no. I I mean, I'm just talking about 2010s. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Um, say like he's done. I mean, I guess it's not technically a flop, but it's a flop.
0: No, it's a bad movie. But I I just mean like what we're. No, I know, from, not But that. um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And this uh, Django Wolf of Wall Street, like Calvin Candy. Jay Gatsby, Jordan Belfer—all like drastically different characters. Yet, like you can kind of see similar mannerisms he's pulling from in each performance. Like they're all like super charismatic and inventive and um, uh, self-made people in some degree. But this one, to me, is sort of like his eyes wide shut. uh, In how it's like, is this what Leo is actually like? Is this like his most vulnerable work? uh, That that it's it's like self uh um you know uh like diagnosing himself uh right you know yeah, yeah like we talk about the parallels between the dicaprio maguire relationship like it's nick and jay gatsby but i think you know i just i i yeah like we said we love him in this role and he's he, no, it's yeah. Like, what, what else does they say? He's just—he's perfectly charming, and like those—that I mean, I adore the scene with him and Daisy and their their reunion. Like, he's perfectly anxious, mm. but yet you can still see, um, like, like this is the moment that's actually here. Like, it all this I've done for her, and like that's the big—that's the big heart of the text. That it's like he's doing this all for this for this one girl that he. May not ever be able to have yet. Um, the day that he can't have her, or like have an interaction, is finally here, and you know he pulls it off as well. Yeah. And also, I can't wait to do uh, Shower Island. That's right. Like that's another great. Yeah, you know, I
2: mean, Shower Island is my favorite Leo performance. Yeah. Um, so this this is, is... <laughs> uh, great.
0: Uh, those are this two is... duly aparted from Marshalls. I just hope uh, <laughs> to remind you of that and. Uh
2: we we do have to acknowledge that he was yeah. duly appointed and a federal marshal exactly in that yeah. movie at the same time which was you know an impressive feat marty uh, was crazy for it, that yeah. this is the uh the hot take that i came into this episode with this is uh the 2013 leo that i prefer uh it it's it <laughs> it's a, it a performance both yeah. is a bear movie but i think this is you know, one of Leo's best performances Um,
0: I think it would have been great if you came here and saying it was a better movie, that would be awesome No,
2: no (laughs) Okay, I'm not I'm a weird guy, but I'm not that weird Um, So, yeah, so I think this is like, it is just perfect casting, and I think there's kind of every type of Leo performance is in this one, Um, at least at some point, I think uh, like you were saying, Clay, like, he does kind of excel in these almost, you know, sle- slightly sleazy, slightly slimy, kind of untrustworthy mm-hmm. performances where, you know, he's slippery. You, you never quite know, you no, know, it feels like he's always on uh, in some way. He's always kind of projecting onto what he wants you to think of him. Um, so yeah. I'm Uh, When he's essentially courting Toby towards the start of the movie, and he's just going, "This is everything you need to know about me," and he's basically just selling himself. He's going, "You know, I was, uh, you know, I was poor, and then I, uh, you know, met this guy, and Mm -hmm. uh, now I'm involved in this business and stuff." And he's just kind of trying to uh, overload Nick with uh, kind of admiration and. Create this kind of myth around him, yeah, um, which he's you know trying to do for the the whole city as well um, to kind of uh, climb the social ladder, um, and then you know kind of work, uh, do the work once he's got there to kind of be what he's projecting himself to be mm-hmm. uh, or what he thinks, yeah. Uh, you know, like he's owed or you know uh, what he thinks his place should be um, in society so you know I think it you can draw a kind of straight line to things like uh, catch me if you can I think right. that's a very similar forwards I think that
1: performance is like catch me if you can plus the aviator
2: plus maybe something y- else yeah
3: yeah Yeah of course
2: yeah that kind of arrogance and kind of also kind of Boyish thing, and mm-hmm. uh, that's the other thing about uh, a lot of Leo performances are kind of pathetic. Yeah, um, if you think about, you know, once upon a time in Hollywood, it's someone who's deeply insecure um, and questioning where they are um, in life, and you know, trying to recapture something that they used to have, um, and then even if you you know think about. Um, something like uh, The Departed, where you know he's kind of strung out and manic and trying to Wiry. salvage yeah. things. Um, so, yeah. So when you get him in the same room as Daisy, he just turns into a little boy again. He turns into, yeah. you know, Romeo from Romeo and Juliet. You know, <laughs> turns this kind of you no know, moon-faced romantic, mm-hmm. um, where you know he's kind of skiddy with. You know this crush that he's had for you know decades or however long it's been five years, ten years. Um, uh, yeah, so I think it, uh, and then there's also the kind of darkness and insecurity and um anger, uh, that you can get from his as well. Um, uh, like I think probably the best scene in the movie is the hotel scene towards the end with. Him and edgerton which yeah. is you know just so gripping and so kind of, uh demonstrative it's been boiling the characters. entire
0: runtime yeah. yeah
2: yeah and uh, i think it does a good you know good material <laughs> right <laughs> so, yeah but um you know it that's where the kind of the social commentary of it the yeah the view of
0: the artificiality uh, of the elite you know,
2: uh-huh. society yeah. and like old yeah. money versus new money and resentments of mm-hmm. that and you know people feeling entitled to you know a place in mm-hmm. the world that uh, just because of birthright or uh, or because they've you know quote quote and you know a spot at that level and those two things coming together with the um with the interpersonal um drama going on mm-hmm. uh, i think that's you know so yeah and then edgerton you know i i feel like edgerton but just one not... quick
0: thing about leo you know i i mean the uh um the yeah you're right though like the performances rem- remind me so much of frank Abingdale. uh catch me if you can is my favorite leo um I just think like the what he excels at, like we like we pointed out, and at the time of his career and like the age he was at, it's like the perfect concoction for what Spielberg is asking him to do. Then, um, yeah, that movie's immaculate. And uh, you know, Clay doesn't like when I do this, but there's a little bit of Don Draper in uh, in Jay Gatsby, and it's like uh, you know the manipulation of your own self identity. Uh, is um, altered to everyone that he interacts with, I think, a little bit. Uh, obviously Nick being the biggest alteration, and uh there's something very intriguing to what Leo does with like the the aspects of himself that he tries to to toy with uh with Nick because it's like, he doesn't want to give away too much, but he also wants to create this new identity. And it's—he it's, doesn't even know who he is now. And he he gets into this business, but he just—I—I I just think you know he's clearly such a, a tragic figure. But yeah, yeah he's a—he's I mean, an utterly captivating one, right? So it's like such a great combination for yeah, uh, for Leo. I, mean,
2: I told you this. Um... I think it was last night or the night before, you know, Craig is Sigma male grindset cinema. Um yeah. it's about the <laughs> the dangers of the Sigma Sigma male grindset. Um where, you know, uh you can only project um this kind of masculine power and status um for so long. And I think that's what um is so affecting about the scene where He meets Daisy again for the the first time in years. Mm -hmm. Is that's the one person where he can't be, he can't project anymore? It's like his brain just, uh, you know, short circuits and he just becomes, you know, a little boy again.
0: He tries Um, to run out into the rain. Like,
2: yeah, (laughs) that's such a good detail. Like, where are you going? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, like, ah, fuck it, never mind. I'll I'll try.
0: (laughs) And of it's course, like, in that good. in that scene, that's so so well done. Uh, Nick is right there.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> I mean, it is it is his house. True. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's then... when he comes over in third wheels at Gatsby's <laughs> house. It's like you need to watch them throw clothes at each other, man. You know I, love, I love
0: I love like... when they cut to that moment when they're on, or I think it was a, in a montage, and they're on the boat and like
3: yeah, they're like diving <laughs> into the water. <laughs>
1: You know, In the I think book, I... do they mention? I feel like didn't I feel like Gatsby maybe bought that place and then offered the rent for him at a significant discount.
2: Yeah, I think that is from all I remember. I think that is what happened because it's on his land.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so it, that would make because it's like because that's his whole plan, right? Uh, to court, yeah. like you said earlier, court Nick.
2: Yeah, exactly, and yeah, use him to. Get to Daisy, and you know he is still using Nick. Uh, although I think what Leo manages to do is sell a genuine affection. Um, yeah. I think Toby Toby does it okay as well, but uh, you that does you do buy into their relationship uh, as the movie goes on. Um, mm-hmm. Although I think once. Gatsby dies, the movie does kind of fall apart a <laughs> little bit. I mean, yeah, once, you, once you stop having that kind of thing to, that kind of guiding light of Gatsby and there. green light, if you may.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Lord, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she knew. I
1: do... Well, I do... There's a moment, though, after Gatsby dies, that's maybe one of the best Leo, pro- mo- or not Leo... Sorry, Toby moments in the movie, is, like, you know, he tries to call Daisy, he goes down the stairs to get rid of the press, and he has this scream, and this, like, total just, like,
3: Get the hell out of here!
1: Get out of here! (laughs) It's really good line reading, but it's, like,
0: that's, like, the first, yeah, it's, like, the first kind of theatricality that, you know,
1: Well, it's that, and Mm -hmm. when he's talking to Jay outside Tom's house about him running Mm someone over. Mm Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. Those are the best moments. Yeah, I like that because, moment, too. Yeah, yeah. Because it's when he's taking down all the artifice, he's taking, you know, he's he's he doesn't care about the 20s accent anymore. He's not thinking about, he, like, he's not in his head so much. He's just pure, like, unadulterated emotion. He just lets the emotion speak for itself rather than the actual lines. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, used, like, like he, he just gets carried away and stops thinking so much about, like, modulating his performance to a certain Thing to like match the time, the era, or whatever.
0: It's funny like, how you keep bringing up the transatlantic accent. I don't, I didn't think I picked it up that much, but maybe I just wasn't.
1: I don't know. Maybe it, Toby's a weird guy for me. It's hard because I really mostly just know him from Spider Man, and I also, it, it's that, and I know his, um, on, I know his off screen like shenanigans. Um,
2: let's go see, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Maybe if it's just him that I just don't buy because of, I don't know. I have a weird relationship with him in the sense of just like his, like seeing him outside of Spider-Man. Sure. Um, Because it just feels off in a way. Um, But I do know, but I do think the accent is just so, I think it hinders a lot of things because it just doesn't, I just don't think there's also not a ton of consistency with his performance. Cause I feel like it's just like, whether it's narration or something, he just oscillates a lot when it becomes like, like when he's trying to play the older version of Nick, it like, he tries to commit to the weathered, you know, the, you know, the weathered aspect of it. And then sometimes in the narration, he'll go back to like, when he was young and optimistic again, like he'll have like, his voice will be lighter um, and more like, you know, Oh, and we did this and we did that. Um, and in like the party scenes he kind of i i don't know i i'm really i'm fascinated with but i do think when he's like in the room and he's reacting to things i think that's his best stuff and i think he's really good in it but the moment he's trying to i i already said this but so it just repeating myself sure yeah um but yeah the 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 accent i don't know for some reason it just doesn't work for me yeah
2: Yeah. i mean yeah i do love toby in the by my movies i think he has given uh, a few like really special performances like The Ice Storm, and mm. um, rug with the Devil as well. Mm. Um, I need to see those. The Angles. I, I think I need just yeah. to. Those I just
0: need to...
1: to train, untrain, or like un whatever the word I'm looking for. I need to just like yeah. Get, I, I gotta uh, erase my mind, or not erase, but just untrain my mind to think Toby is purely Peter. I think and I think that's th- maybe my hang up.
0: Yeah, I just think it is super interesting, though, because it's like, this is really, um, I don't know, it, it's interesting just to see, this doesn't propel him uh, for any other, like, major roles that other directors just, like, uh, saw that he could do, thing. like, it's, <laughs> well,
2: I, mean, I was, just, was, I was just gonna, I was just, yeah, I was just gonna
0: bring up, uh, upon sacrifice, Ed's found something, tapped into that, um, yeah, you know, we we'll all remember where we
2: never go back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean we all remember where we were when Labor Day hit theaters, uh Line Out mm-hmm. the Door. Uh and then there's like I think spoils of Babylon was the same year, but then like that's pretty much it, you know. And it's like super yeah. you know I don't know, but it's interesting. Yeah. Like, I like him in that's
2: this like yeah. Um I like him too. I think uh something that uh, the casting is doing so, I guess. Well, credit Baz is, um, I think the casting helps in investigating the kind of masculinity aspect of this. Where um, by the end of the movie, it does almost feel like, you know, boys wearing their dad suits. Like, mm. I think Toby is the kind of inherently babyish actor. I think his best performance stars are the ones that are. Um, you know, uh, an Innocence or an Innocence Lost uh, narrative, um, like mm-hmm. uh, Ice Storm or Rape of the Devil, those early mm-hmm. uh, work. I, I would like to see more of his kind of teen to, you know, young adult stuff. Yeah. See if, because like, once you get to *Pawn Sacrifice, um, that's got it. Yeah, that's like a really horribly modulated performance. I, does not work at all. It's just like it's either zero to one thousand six billion. <laughs> you weren't riveted
0: by the chess, is what you're saying.
2: It that movie is no good. I mean, it's an Ed <laughs> it movie, so yeah,
0: it's gonna be a, at least a gentleman's sex, you know. It's uh,
2: it's barely, it's, <laughs> it's lucky if it's a four, uh, but you know. And then it's Boss Baby in
3: 2017, yeah, um, which
2: is a uh, which is a great film for 30 minutes, and then you know, kind of, uh, loses it a bit. But I mean, the first half hour of Boss Baby is incredible. It <laughs> it's, it genuinely feels like um, you're losing your mind. And then Toby's like pretty good in No Way Home. I don't like the movie mm. very much, but I think both him and Andrew are pretty locked into that movie mm-hmm. um, i
1: don't like the take that he's like
2: he's oh you could tell how bored he is or
1: he's sold out in the movie because mm-hmm. like whatever you think about that movie and I, I i liked it but i completely understand the people who are like it's the nadir of cinema I, i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna I, it's there's a lot of bad stuff that comes with the context of that film and what it's done for culture i like the movie <laughs> i enjoyed myself i i like some of the emotional beats blah blah, blah.
0: Yada yada yada. Do you
1: think that the people who are like, oh, you can tell how bored Toby is, or you could tell how he just like, he, uh, he, uh, what's, I can't fucking think of words. He just, um, he, he just, what's the word? Uh, fucking. He's checked out? He, yeah, he checked out, or like, you know, he just checked it in. No, what's the word? He phoned uh, phoned it. Phoned it in. Thank you. God, for fuck's sake. Sorry. Um, But yeah, he like he phoned it in. Him. Like criticize everything about that movie you want. Yeah. There's a lot to criticize. But that's that's
0: what he's doing. It starts like it stars written. one of the actors from In the Heart of the Sea. I mean, you know, that's what is true. what else is there to say? But no. that's
1: how his Spider Man is written, is that he is like devoid of like he's like he's been like fucking beaten down for like how like twenty years of being Spider Man. Of course he's gonna be like, Yeah, man, it's kinda rough. Like yeah. I I hate I hated that take because it was such a you know there's so many things to criticize that movie for but to, for that to be like no I think he's that's how the character is written and that's what he's doing it's like a conscious choice mm-hmm. so I think it's just it's such bad faith to assume that it's like oh he phoned it in or he wasn't like he just did it for the check like he might have just done it for the check that's a fair take but he's trying in that movie I don't I I, I hate when people say he's not I think that it's a take it's a it's his reading on the character. <laughs> right, right,
0: right. It's, a, it, I mean, it kind of reminds me of, uh, like, Chris Pine in Spider-Verse. I think that's, is that the one who's, yeah, like, Yeah, in, in a way, Is that, sure. is that yeah. schleppy,
2: yeah. Oh. Well, uh, Jake Johnson is the. Oh,
0: Jake uh, Johnson's the, okay, never mind. But no, I think the Chris Pine I mean.
1: works better, though, because Chris <laughs> Pine, like, even though he dies at the beginning of the movie, he's still kind of, like, he is still, like,
0: a, he's the veteran Like an Spider-Man. aged, right, 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 yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I mean, I think the key performance for we haven't talked about yet is Carey Mulligan. Of course. Um, or should we do
0: Joel Edgerton is... first?
2: I mean, whatever yeah. you want, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, we just brought take, up Joel Edgerton.
2: Take me with. <laughs> okay, yeah, Edgerton. Like, yeah, I think Edgerton is like, I think he's still underrated. I feel like yeah. people don't, you know, don't give Edgerton his flowers enough. I fucking love Joe Engine. I think he fucking rules. Yeah, he gave one actor. of the greatest
1: television performances I have ever
0: seen
2: and no one talks about it.
0: Some people would even argue that? that's, a, that's a movie.
2: Underground the Railroad, Railroad, the first episode of uh, Obi-Wan. No, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Underground <laughs> Railroad, incredible. Like, he one is... of the best things I saw.
0: Last yeah, year. it's amazing. Yeah. He is so fucking good
1: in that yeah. show. Yeah, and I'm I'm up now. Now Greg (laughs) has me angry right now because he like mentioned how he's like underrated and doesn't get his flowers. It's fucking a right. He doesn't get his flowers. He's incredible in that fucking show. Mm -hmm. He is so fucking good. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: It's so funny though. Like I remember you watching it last year, and it was like like a little bit after I finished it, and it's like yeah, it's I kind of took underground Underground Railroad for for granted because it's like it's obviously great. Like all the ingredients were there, um, and it's like I, I guess I didn't. Like I know it was great. It's like duh. Like you know, it's berry. It's uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's it was just like so clear that it's it's it was gonna be spectacular, and it was like. Uh, but and no, but you are right that Edgerton is, um, a little Un- overlooked.
1: Unbelievable in that show. Um, Un yeah. fucking believable. Like yeah. truly, again, one of the like one of the best television performances I've, fucking performances I've seen in a long time. It's so good.
2: Yeah. yeah. How he makes you feel about that character is like, it's so interesting, like, the complexity of like, an absolute monster who you understand completely Mm -hmm. and like, you obviously don't empathize with him, but he is so pathetic by the end of the show and, you know, that flashback episode, I think episode 4, where you see, you know, how he became, you know, this creature, uh, uh, you know, leading up to his, you know, uh, what ends up happening with him, Uh, it's just such a well-realized and just complicated and completely non-judgmental performance um, that makes, you know, the cruelty kind of even scarier. Um, I mean, Edgerton's just always great. Um, you know, I think uh, he was maybe kind of unfairly viewed as um, I think like him and Jason Clark who kind of for a bit maybe operated into the kind of similar mm-hmm. vein where like people year like, before this they were leading. both in
0: Zero Dark 30 as well. We should mention,
2: yeah, yeah. And, like they're not quite leading men, but exactly. I've always thought they, they should confused be confused for some and, reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, Warrior, one of the great films. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Sierra great Gatsby. Uh, you know, The Gift, fucking mm-hmm. great movie. Uh, you know, Midnight Special, he's the so gift. good. No, I,
0: lo- I love The Gift. Uh, I like that he ends and begins the 2010s with working with David Michaud. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Look at it with The, uh, the King and Animal yeah. Kingdom. Yeah
2: yeah he's fucking great in the king which is like barely a movie but no uh, (laughs) he's so much fun he's he's the best part of the green knight uh Uh, Uh, yeah a little stretch of him uh, him and vikanda is like like actually good fun and not just thudding nonsense that looks like (laughs) piss. Uh,
0: (laughs) no i i think he's the best performance in uh the king and the green knight too um I, I think he's. I do love the Comrade specta- though. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Speaking of Green Knight, the Comrade is great. Um, no, oh, I, I I love uh, him in Loving, as we mentioned in our Mud episode, and also the Gift. Yes, uh, just echoing that, uh, he just has a very like he just has like a varied decade. Uh, just like picks a lot of interesting roles and like clearly loves work. Like he's a very consistent actor too. Like. Just loves working.
1: How bad is Boy Erased? I haven't seen it.
2: I, I haven't seen it.
0: No, I haven't.
1: Uh,
2: yeah. The, the Boy was. I didn't see any of the Boys slash Ben
0: Yeah, movies. yeah, yeah. The 2018 Fall was, was a big I didn't see any Beautiful Boys and I saw no, no Erased Boys. No. Ben was back. You better believe it. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess. No, no. I think that is, it is I mean, I hate to say this. Thank you for bringing up Boy Erased because, you know, he did direct a few movies this decade and it's like I, I adore the gift. I would love to cover that one.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think I just haven't. I just heard not great things about Boy of the Race. I'm like, oh, he might have fucked that one up.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, he hasn't read to you anything since. Yeah.
3: <sighs>
2: no, but, you know, he's, yeah, just always good, always reliable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, playing Ramesses in next to and Kings may be a mistake, but other than that, he's had a great decade. Yeah, look at his version of Tom. I think there's, yeah, I think he. Took it even further in, you know, in the underground railroad, but yeah, having this uh, villain performance that is you know genuinely like really scary uh, at a lot of points, but um, you know finding a humanity and a, um, a kind of deep resentment and anger within it um, to kind of mirror uh, Gatsby in a lot of ways. it's yeah. kind of like. the the old money version yeah you know it's like barely a person but no i
0: yeah
2: Um, i love him in this status yeah
0: it's a completely different movie if you tell it from his perspective right because it's like he has this fine albeit like occasionally unhealthy relationship through through his perspective with uh with daisy and then you know starts to come closer with nick and then like Jay Gatsby is introduced in his life, and, like, who is this guy that he's probably heard, like, murmurs about, like, it's, it, it, I just, yeah, it, he brings a lot of, uh, humanity to Tom Buchanan, whereas, like, others, like, might, uh, write him off as just the person who's keeping Daisy from Gatsby.
2: Hmm. Who plays him in the 74 version? Bruce Dern. Oh. oh. Yeah,
0: oh he yeah. how is he he's good i remember i mean so long ago he was I, yeah. I remember him being good mia Farrow was daisy i think uh, i good. mean that that makes sense yeah i know it's just like well I yeah, clearly <laughs> yeah who else yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so carrie uh, no. um oh uh,
2: yeah yeah carrie's Ke- interesting for me yeah i i go very before we go
0: into carrie would oh. you guys like to hear who could have been daisy
2: Yes. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. This would
0: be interesting. Uh, uh, The big rumor at the time was Amanda Seyfried, uh, Lizzie Holmes herself, and also considered were uh, Keira Knightley, Jessica Alba, Rebecca Hall, uh, which would have been interesting. To I mean, the thing about The Gift. Uh, Yeah, Alba. Um, Blake Lively, a different movie. Abby Cornish, uh, star of Greg and I's beloved Bright Star. Michelle Williams, Scarlett Johansson, and Natalie Portman. Yeah,
2: I like Michelle Williams. I, this,
0: yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah.
2: It, this feels like also is Shutter list.
0: Island reunion with her and Leo, which one made I sense. I feel like
1: half of those actually work. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I think Carrie's good in this, but I don't. It's not like she's irreplaceable.
0: Yeah. No, for sure.
1: No.
2: Yeah, I
0: mean, um, and, and uh, it's interesting to to read that Carrie Milligan doesn't really like this performance and she felt at the time, very overwhelmed by the size of the movie. And then like, you know, we've covered her in like wildlife and Shane and Lewin Davis and the things that she'll do. And this is also the same year as Llewyn Davis uh, that, you know, the things that she'll do after this, and I think a little bit before um, are a little smaller and it kind of makes sense. Like,
1: I think that Oh, being her, her being overwhelmed works for the film. Because mm. she, as a character, is also overwhelmed.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree. that This is my thing with her, is half the time I love her, and half the time I feel just completely disconnected from what she's doing, and, you know, I don't feel like...
1: So, like, me and Toby.
2: To, yeah, to to me, like, in a lot of her performances, it doesn't feel like she has a specific idea of the character. Like, something like Promising Young Woman... Which mm. is, you know, a horribly written movie. <laughs> uh, so, you know, only so much you can do with that. I we gave it an wildlife Oscar. Yeah. Has I think wildlife has a similar problem. I think it really <laughs> loses her in the second half, which is partly the point. Uh, I think it's an odd uh, conceit of that movie is you don't really see her arc. She just kind of changes seemingly overnight. Um, mm-hmm. And effectively disappears from the movie, but yeah. um, it uh, didn't work for me at the time. Maybe I need to go back with a better idea of what that movie's going for. Um, I have to find some uh, more examples, but yeah, mm-hmm. half the time, like I really can't connect with what she's doing. But uh, other times, I think she reads to me, you know, fairly kind of placid and. Um, almost kind of ethereal, uh, uh, which can work really well, like things like Drive uh, or things like Never Let Me Go, Mm -hmm. um, where there's like a kind of, uh, you know, that uh, distance kind of adds to a kind of a a complicated relationship. Uh, I think Inside Luna Davis is maybe my favorite performance from her. Yeah, she's excellent in it you know, that uh, kind of brittleness that she brings to it. Whereas, I think, um, yeah, for this movie, at least this Daisy, and I think most Daisies, uh, it's probably true of the book as well, um, she is ultimately, you're seeing her through Nick's view of Gatsby's view of her. Um, Like, she is, you know, an image that they've of built up in their heads of you know uh she is a memory to them she's not really a person she's kind of the goal um Mm -hmm. you know it's all about her but um she's not actually in a ton of the movie yeah uh it is interesting and i think it's it's strange whenever her and leo are on screen there's this I'm not sure if it's a lack of chemistry or a kind of inter intentional choice, but like it's, it's not quite clicking. It not quite that spark. Yeah, there. I agree. You know, I, think it, I think that's, I think that's intentional because it's, it's be. like,
0: yeah, it's like their reunion. It, like, you know, right. it's, not, it's it, the sparks aren't flying. Like this is like Margot Robbie, you know, <laughs> it is kind of interesting like it, that. Yeah.
1: And he is obviously more into her than she is of him. Mm, like, yeah, yeah, he is putting her entire life on her. Yeah. Like, and you're the only way for my happiness to exist. You're the only reads, way I can live. Um, And I don't think she feels the same way.
0: It reads very accurate that she says to Gatsby that she wants to run away, not get a divorce where it's like, that's sort of like the turning point with their, uh, love triangle but no I think it does make sense that it's like Carrie Mulligan like really takes off uh when an education comes out and she's first discovered then she has this like you know a lot of people at the time were like comparing her to Audrey Hepburn and like she she's like very expressionistic uh body language and just, like she can be over the top and restraint and like lots of um uh, uh, modes to go into. I think she has a lot of range. Um, she's. I. I do agree though. Like, yeah, she does. She, yeah, she can get lost in the size of this, but I do like her as as like more of like a fascination of Gatsby, more than someone who actually can connect and like they'll actually have a relationship. But it's like you know that's to Lerman. That's the actual tragedy. Is like not only can Gatsby like not have Daisy, but he can't really connect with anyone to form He's relationships. <laughs>
2: that is an, an obstacle. Yeah, it does make they, harder. He was yeah. shy.
0: They can't weekend at Bernie's, uh, Gatsby. That'd be awkward.
2: Man,
1: I would love yeah. if they try. That's a movie I want to watch. I mean, watch. they
2: probably still could just have you know have him propped up in the window looking down on the <laughs> party. Can, ah, what a night! <laughs> Shades yeah. on. Is <laughs> that Gatsby? I heard he got shot by Jason Clark.
0: <laughs> they say Jason Clark, not George Wilson. No.
2: Yeah,
3: or, uh, yeah.
2: You know, Character yeah. actor Jason Clark. <laughs> <laughs> he was in this. Yes, yeah, yeah. the year before Don't the eggs. You know. <laughs> really
0: blew up. It really blew up. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Did you know that yeah, Jason Clark that. And,
0: and Joel Edgerton were roommates? No, I didn't. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I actually, the more I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, oh, I would rather Michelle Williams. I mean,
0: yeah.
1: hmm. she, Michelle Williams is so it's great. So I, it's one of those things where, you're like, of course, you would rather want Michelle Williams uh, than most actresses, but I do think she would have probably been a better fit for the role. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying Carrie's bad. I think Carrie's good, but I, I think it's—I don't know. It's like Michelle is just so good.
2: She's so mm-hmm.
0: good. Yeah, and, and also think, Carrie Mulligan had this and in, uh, inside Wendy. it was the same can, which is interesting.
2: I don't know. It's it's hard because I think Michelle Williams would have maybe made Daisy too much of a character. Yeah. <laughs> in a way, like I, don't, I see what you're you know, saying. I think she's, I she's too present and too. Kind
0: of Are you things, thinking along the lines uh, of my week of, with Marilyn, where it's like that exactly, you know, takes yeah. it to like an extreme? Oh, example. I was thinking <laughs> right? Venom.
1: 2. I was thinking um, Venom Two. Let there be carnage. That was yeah. my Michelle Williams. I was
0: <laughs> well, I mean, listen. Uh, recently, Greg and I found our favorite first time viewing of the year, uh, which is called Oz the Great and Powerful. And in that film, uh, the same year, it's it, it, she's almost like the best part of that because she like kind oh. of. Understand. She's the
1: best
2: part of everything yeah. she does. She's so good.
0: So I suppose like yeah. in that case, but I mean, No, I see I see yeah. what you're saying though. Yeah.
2: Not not to go off on Oz talk, but the two best things about that movie are yeah. Michelle uh, Williams and Zach Braff. So I, that's kind of
0: It's <laughs> shocking how, tell, how tells you what you need to know. Braff yeah. is really good in it. Um yeah. it's not it's great good. nor powerful, which is the other thing. Does though. he
1: play Oz? No, James he, Franco no. plays Oz. Yes. Who is that? Yeah. Who, who, who does that? Braff,
0: Braff is like the assistant to Oz in the very beginnings. He's the monkey. Yeah, he's the monkey. Oh, yeah.
1: I was like is he a monkey? A monkey. Yay, cuz that's yeah. like probably the only that's probably the best performance he could ever give is like not a real yeah. person.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. does give uh James Franco some headphones at one point. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice. It shows your life sight for the yellow brick room. <laughs> See, why
3: does Cass never give me
0: headphones? It's fucking bullshit.
1: I live with
2: the fucker.
0: Cass should be voiced by Zach Braff.
1: No! Sorry, I I couldn't say no harder. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. I will blow my brains out. No. (laughs) You oh the man, theme, gonna, Like like that's listed. one of the worst things you've ever said to me. <laughs> to even suggest such a thing—that's so funny. <laughs> uh,
0: I,
2: think, I think Cass should be voiced by Tom Hardy and Venom. <laughs>
3: no. Okay, so Clay. That's, that's just Clay. Clay, I need some food. <laughs> All right, you're a loser.
0: That was just bait for you. <laughs> Clay, you loser.
1: <laughs> um i well he says that to me anyways but in yeah. other words um what was i gonna say <laughs> uh, yeah man i don't don't i do want to rewatch this movie like almost yeah. like now just because it's um, so it's really fascinating i and yeah. I don't know if I like it or not, and that's the thing. I'm. I think the party scenes are incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. he, 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 they're they're so. He it is intoxicating. Yeah, he is. He is. Baz is having the time of his fucking life. Like mm-hmm. he is just like everything. Like he mm-hmm. like he just allows his maximalism to just go yeah. fucking ham. And it's like all right, we're gonna have. Dancers here, and then we're gonna have lights here, and we're, it's like a kid on Christmas. It's like Christmas. well, it's
0: very well choreographed, yeah.
1: Right, right, but it's also like it's just like we're gonna have people here, and then here, and then like we're gonna have this huge thing, and there's colors, and just like he's just he's just so into it, and I really mm-hmm. I, it's enjoyable to watch. Um, uh, I oh. forgot
0: to also mention some casting alternates for Tom. Uh, there are actually two actors who we've discussed, like. It's that'd great. be ra- that'd be rad. <laughs> uh, um, ben Affleck, uh, but <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but uh, scheduling conflicts with a movie we've covered before, Argo, and also Bradley Cooper. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> which I could totally see a Cooper version of. Coops I just I think in Affleck. this, I was just gonna say yeah, because I think in this point in Affleck's career, it would feel odd for him to take supporting roles. Yeah, but... I,
2: yeah, I think. Yeah, next to diminutive, role. Yeah. Affleck and that DiCaprio sell, as like a combination, that
0: would, like that's such different. Like, have they worked together? I don't think. I don't think so. No, they haven't. I no, no. Well,
3: I would thing, love like, Is
0: Affleck in Celebrity? Together. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe.
2: I no. Uh, no, I don't think he's uh, been in the Woody. I don't believe. No. But that's the thing about Leo is like he more or less only works with big directors, at least, like, in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Now it's all Spielberg, Scorsese, McCoy! <coughs> <Okay. coughs> okay. Sure. like, yeah. Don't Look Up is, you know, a war crime, but it <laughs> it makes sense on paper. No, uh, I no, it makes, yeah, it makes yeah. perfect
1: sense, but I'm not surprised. Like, it, Especially it, where Leo okay. is
0: at in his life, of course we know, like, the politics of... Yeah, yeah exactly. He's, and, like, yeah. he's
1: maybe the biggest... Proponent of like defend or like not proponent like doesn't propone like climate change but like he's one of the that's one of the big. <laughs> <the thick laughs> <Australian laughs> I, I love climate. I think change. the climate should change. <laughs> enough of this climate.
2: Let's have um, a different one.
0: And I, and uh, I remember like when it was coming out, he passed on the Stan character in Nightmare Alley because I think it was. Uh. I, oh, I, I think this, yeah, right? Now, like the speculation, or I forget it was speculation or if it was confirmed that he was turned off by the ending. Um
1: no, I, I agree. And then I if, agree if that really if on. that hap-
0: if that happens, then I wonder like if Cooper is in Don't Look Up, <laughs> you know? But, uh, that would be weird. Yeah. But yeah. You know, but then would I, we yeah, would I've... we lose Cooper in licorice pizza? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. But... <laughs> we don't know when these things are filmed. So whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs>
2: Yeah. There's again some interesting Venn diagrams here. Yeah. Leo would have been really great in Nightmare Alley, although I am have been fan of Cooper in awesome. that movie. I think Cooper was yeah. good too, but he I love Cooper, would in
3: it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: I like
3: that movie to the end movie.
2: A lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I think it ended
3: with I think it's way uh, too
2: Yeah. Clean. I I get that. I get that. I think you know it is I think it's way too signposted like I think the uh, 40s version does a much better job of making that feel organic. Yeah. Whereas, it's a like, cycle. half. Yeah. Greg, did you know movie. it's a cycle? <laughs>
0: this is what corrupts <laughs>
2: man.
3: Cycle. Okay. Mm. <laughs>
2: I, I really like, I really dig that movie. I just don't like that end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Although, um, the, the 40s yeah. one has, like, this weird, uh, kind of additional, kind of happy ending, which is very strange. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I like that movie a lot. I think people were way <laughs> too mean to me. Yeah. <laughs> I think with Del Toro in general, people are too mean. I it's
0: definitely like know. a shift for him. So I guess, like, on one hand, I understand. But. Yeah.
1: Shape of Water, good. Hellboy 2, fucking rules.
2: Pan's Labyrinth, good. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like Shape of Water or Hellboy. Uh, but, but Hellboy the first, 2, the first I didn't 1. You don't like like Hellboy 2? No, no, I do. I love Hellboy 2. I I love that movie. I think it (laughs) fucking rules. It's so good. The ending, where you you realize he's going to be a bit bad, and it's so good. It's like (laughs) one one of the best superhero movies because it's so invested in the humanity of um, him and uh, the Selma Blair character.
1: It also looks Uh, fucking
2: awesome. It just looks really cool. She's the best. But yeah, no, I like Del Toro for the most part. I think he's a, a cool guy. <laughs> he's a jolly <laughs> yeah. guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love, he, I love him talking about the movies. Per, it, yeah.
2: The word jolly
1: is what I think of the most when I think of Del Toro. He is just like the most jolly person to ever live. Yeah. Even though he's not like, he's not like hopelessly optimistic or anything. He know, knows when shit's fucked up, but it's like, but he's just a very like jo- jovial, and jolly person. He's a, you know, he's a JJ. Jovial and Um I, I do. Wanna, I forgot
0: to mention I, before that uh, the first day of shooting was the tea party, and because it wasn't raining that day, they had to use a hundred thousand liters of rain whoa. just to like have in the background. The next few days after shooting, it was downpouring. <laughs> they just that's missed hilarious. out on their opportunity. That yeah, that's really fucking funny. But.
1: Um, the race shit is fucking weird in this movie. (laughs) It's fucking (laughs) weird. How, like, there is basically, they, you know, it's like, I don't even want to say, like, the blank empires or whatever. They talk about that a few times. There's this weird, like, running thread of Tom being super fucking racist. And I'm not, and those things are fine. But the issue is, when you're using that as, like, this major plot point, this major character detail... And the only time, like, you know, and the only time there's no actual black characters in the film. They're Mm -hmm. all either servants or dancers or in that bar. And it's like, if you're going to use them as, like, you're going to use the concept of racism and the oppression of black people as a, not necessarily as, well, kind of like a prop in the sense of talking about race with Tom's character and not have any of the, and have them exclusively be like servants or dancers is... Fucked up, Baz. Not good. I'm not a fan. Uh it it, it did rub me the wrong way, even though it's like it, they do go to that one like barber was it bar yeah, barbershop bar or whatever that like has um you know like that is like integrated and stuff. Um you know, they have black patrons and stuff like that. But that's like the only time a black character is neither like a servant or like a dancer um sure. which i understand like people are like oh it's so sort of accurate sure but like also not like they also you know there is plenty of like su- successful black people in new york uh in the 20s yeah Parliament Renaissance. i, mean,
2: I think thing. yeah i think it's you know obviously uh you know a text from 1925 uh you're right that it is the racism aspect is essentially like a character detail, it's not necessarily um, intrinsic to the plot. Or no, bit. it's like, Oh, look, Tom um, is so, a
1: bad guy, and it's like, Yeah, it's, yeah, just no, like, yeah. it's
0: like an acknowledgement, yeah.
1: Oh, Tom's bad, you mean the guy who cheats constantly? I have no idea. I thought he was <laughs> the guy like, with I like I major aggro
0: energy, yeah. It's like,
1: Right, I thought he was swell. <laughs> uh,
2: um, uh, all the yeah. characters in the book. Know, who our actual characters are, uh, white, um, besides Wolfshine, uh, um, mm-hmm. who, uh, from my memory, uh, is kind of coded like as a kind of, um, well, he's coded as Jewish, but kind of ethnically or kind of geographically right. ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so he's like the only person of color character, yeah. uh in the film and in the book and you know there has been a lot written about um the kind of anti-semitism yeah um of that character uh and you know uh, how he's coded um in the nefarious uh, activities
0: I that i guess like gatsby yeah. does or doesn't realize exactly. like, he's involved with yeah,
1: yeah. oh i think so. he does i mean i, I like the whole I, ha- I-, I i was thinking i like the whole idea of like Gatsby isn't rich, or like he does. He's just like he's a front. He is like, you know, he like launder, Like he, he basically, he's an excuse to get all the most influential people in a room together so the criminals can schmooze. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, he, he is, he's the car wash
1: from uh, Breaking Bad. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and what's
1: more to be said about the Great Gatsby? I, I think that ends ends the yeah. episode on a perfect <laughs> note. Oh, my God. He is the yeah. car wash from Breaking Bad.
0: <laughs> Vince Gilligan um, is, like, the biggest the biggest Great Gatsby fan, um, pretty much.
1: I, w- I would be interested in him. I wonder if they could just do a – have they ever done a modern, like, uh, adaptation, as, like, put it in the now? I know that kind of takes away from, like, the entirety of the book because it's so much about the Roaring Twenties. <laughs> right.
3: But, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but, I feel like someone would I try mean, it
2: by now. Yeah, yeah. I think this is kind of the closest we've gone yeah. so far, um, in kind of yeah blending um, the time periods and the aesthetics and exactly. the physical choices and stuff. But no, I think that would be interesting. I think that would kind of help address um, the kind of racial uh, politics of it. You know, if you have moved it um, to now and you know, these ideas mm-hmm. of new money and new uh, kind of people coming up and how that changes you know self-identity and uh, um self-rejection stuff i think that Mm. could be interesting you know it's obviously you know you are kind of fundamentally changing certain aspects of it if you change the time period but yeah you know i think you know it's such a kind of foundational text in american fiction that you know it can be opened up to uh, any interpretations, and like I was saying towards the start, you no, know, linking this to Shakespeare, you know, no, one has a problem with, or well, some people do, but at this point, it is very much accepted that you will transmute Shakespeare texts into any time period you want or any mm-hmm. context right. you want to. It's sort see of like how that will.
0: Uh, no, yeah, it's sort of like clueless and things I hate about you being Shakespearean. Yeah, exactly coming-of-age movies. Um, I do like this quote from Leo uh, about playing Jay Gatsby. Uh, Gatsby is one of those iconic characters because he can be interpreted in so many ways, a hopeless romantic, a completely obsessed wacko, (laughs) or a dangerous gangster clinging to wealth. And I think all of those ways of thinking about the three sides of Gatsby are very present and that's why DiCaprio is a good actor. I don't know. <laughs> Keller,
1: like, yeah. exactly. Uh, he does. Yeah,
2: yes, can't at wait. The same time, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Any of you guys have a favorite song from the soundtrack? Uh,
2: for me, it's $100 Bill. I think yeah. that song slaps. I think the uh, about half of it is clips from the movie which is a bit much <laughs> so this is yeah. a whole conversation from the barbershop in the middle of the yeah. song um, but you know I, I like a lot of the songs there's a Jack White song which I don't think yeah. is pr- prominently featured in the movie really love but is
0: blindness I, yeah it's really good yeah,
2: yeah. yeah there is a, a bit uh, of that No, the Lana song is good although I think they maybe play it like Three times too many. Yeah, <laughs> like it's effectively Daisy's theme. In the yeah, movie, so for sure, it's the most it makes case, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I don't think I have to hear that song again for a while.
0: yeah
2: <laughs> um, I thought. Yeah. Um, um,
0: I like the one by Gotti. Heart's it? a mess. That's a good one. Mm. And the sea song is alright. Kill, uh, kill and run.
2: Yeah, uh, not, not a big Cia hit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, especially not now. True. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't have. I don't think I have a favorite. I would have to look at the soundtrack again. I'm not good with recognizing music. I'm like, oh, I know that song. So I, I would have to look at the soundtrack. But um, I mean, I, I like a lot of Jay Z stuff in general. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm not the biggest Jay Z fan, but I like a lot of this stuff. You know, just period. So I think. Yeah, I mean, one of his songs probably would be my favorite. Um, definitely not the "Will I Am" song. Definitely "Will I Am" song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll put audio. Song uh,
0: I'll put I'll put audio over this and saying like "Will I Am" song is my favorite of the soundtrack.
1: <laughs> <No. laughs> you would do that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, favorite, my favorite scene. Artist. Artist. Yeah, favorite scene. Greggy, do you have one?
2: The scene at the, the plaza towards the end, the big uh, Tom Gatsby. Yeah confrontation i think that's you know every performance firing on all cylinders yeah um and i think it is a nice moment in toby's performance where he's been so caught up in this that um you know he's f- forgotten that it's his own birthday uh, <laughs> yeah that's right I yeah that, happy birthday <laughs> that is poignant um i i think there's great work from everyone yeah in that absolutely um but yeah
0: and I, I love I how like much you feel the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for coming out for it and agreeing to discuss this one that I don't know how many others would, uh, no. And like, I love how much you feel the summer heat with like all the fans going, like, that's mm. a nice touch too. Cause like everything is like the, the movie is so maximalist that I just like, there's not many moments like this that you understand, uh, the feeling of tension communicated by summer, uh, in the how many other parts of the movie because like that's the best example to me um and also like the moment when leo loses his cool and you see like the shut up thing like i feel like that's been memed a lot like I, i don't know if that's for better or for worse uh but because that's like the one dynamic moment of like the This fucking guy is ruining everything for this one girl that I've fixated on. It's, I mean, it's. Once you boil down The Great Gatsby, it's it's quite funny, but it's also very sad, right? Um, Yeah, he is uh, horrendous. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, and I, um, no, yeah, that's that's a great scene, but
4: she's leaving you. chance!
3: No, 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 no,
4: no, 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 she is not leaving me. Certainly not, for a common swindler like you. Mr. Gatsby, exactly who are you, anyhow. You see, I have made a small investigation into your affairs. You're one of my Wolfsheim's bunch. Please,
2: let's go home. See, he
4: and this Wolfsheim, they bought up a lot of drugstores and sold bootlegged alcohol over the counter. What about it, old sport? Don't you call me old sport. Now, this drugstore business is just small change compared to this bomb stunt that you and Wolfsheim have got going on. Your friend Walter Chase isn't too proud to come in on oh, this. I've been giving that some thought. How does a reputable banker like Walter Chase find himself up to his eyeballs in debt? I'll tell you how. To a little kite like Wolf's. It's called greed old sport. Hmm, that's right. And you have half of Wall Street out there swilling your free booze at that fun park every weekend. I'm surprised he hasn't tried to drag you in. My God, he has. He's got nothing to do with... with your little racket. Daisy. Daisy. Can't you see who this guy is? With his house, and his parties, and his fancy clothes. Here's just a front for a a gangster, to get his claws into respectable folk like Walter Chase. The only respectable thing about you, old sport, is your money. Your money, that's it. I've uh, just as much as you, that means we're equal. Oh, no, no. We're different. I am, they are, she is. We're all different from you. You see, we were born different. It's in our blood. You are nothing that you do or well. say, or steal. A up. you have a tape. Girl, I you not You shut up! Shut up!
3: You shut up! shut up! Shut up! Shut up!
4: Gatsby looked in that moment as if he had killed a man. <laughs> Oxford manners. Daisy, darling, none of this has any consequence. Daisy, Daisy, talk to me, darling. I just lost my temper, that's all. He began talking excitedly, all be but with every word, Daisy was drawing further and further into herself. Kai, hey, do you have one? Um...
1: I think the scene between him and T- Toby outside of Tom's house after the car accident, um, I think that's, you know, a lot, uh, performances, uh, firing on all cylinders, uh, just so much emotion in that scene. I think that's Toby's probably Toby's best scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, no, I'm really into, I, I was really into that. Uh, it, you know, it's very much like the height of the film. Um, and even when he's like cleaning the car at the end, too, it's like how manic and uh, how manic he is, and just like, oh no, it'll be fine, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, yeah, I think again, it's like Leo at his most unhinged, and that's always a good thing.
0: Certainly. And I know it's a small detail, but I like when they clean the car that it's like a, an activity that uh, Nick and Jay do other than sitting around talking. I, I know it's like a weird thing to pick up, but it's like. Like, they're actually, like, working on something together. Maybe it's for, like, a kind of a sick cause that uh, Jay killed Myrtle. But, you know, uh, spoilers for anyone who's friends. She, uh,
1: no, uh, uh, Daisy killed Myrtle.
0: Oh, yeah, of course not. Please, please. Yeah.
4: Hello, old school. What are you doing? Just sitting here. Yes, I see that. You see any trouble out on the road? That woman you ran down is dead, Jay. I thought so. I, I told Daisy that I thought Daisy that's the shot. Do you hear oh, yourself? How could you? How could you do that? What's wrong now. with you? You're nothing but a goddamn coward. Put your voice down, what Please. There's no point in, in No, point. Stop. no Stop. point. No point. What about keep that, keep that you woman? no point. was Killed instantly, yes, it ripped her open. I was there. I saw her in the I understand. I understand. I understand. It, was, it was my fault. It was my fault. This woman, she rushed out at us as if she was. As if she was trying to speak to us. It all happened so quickly. She tried. I tried to change time, but.
3: was Daisy. Well,
4: I, you see, after we left New York, she was, she was very nervous. She thought that... that driving would steady her. But this woman, she rushed out at us. It all happened so quickly was her fault, Daisy. No one must know that Daisy was driving. Promise me. Jay, you should go home and get some rest. I'm going to wait here. I'm going to wait here all night if necessary. No, no, no. That's not a good he idea, If He tries Jay. to bother her about that unpleasantness this afternoon. If he tries to bother if her, if he tries any bother, brutality on her whatsoever... Tom, Tom won't touch her. He's not even thinking about I don't her. trust okay. him. I don't trust him. All right. All right. Uh, you wait here. see if there's any commotion would you
3: thank you um yeah she Um, killed
1: actually she actually killed isla fisher funny yeah yeah um (laughs) isla fisher's been dead for years and for some reason we
2: haven't realized strangled her she's not in uh, now you see me too exactly absolutely not you you made that up um I'm coming back for a nice <laughs> Oh, no, no, I am not. Oh, funny enough, enough no, yeah. Not, not um, like we actually have someone who's well, just quoted yeah. that.
0: Yeah, just quoted that, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, But no, I also, I mean, just to, this isn't my scene, but I just love uh, when
1: killing me here.
0: George goes to kill Gatsby again. Like, it's, it's a great moment. Oh, yeah. A like, right. bit of acting for both of them. Uh, but no, my, my favorite scene is... Uh, uh, meeting Gatsby for the first time, the GIF, the Toast, uh, uh, Rhapsody in Blues. Yeah, it's great. I haven't been a very good host. Like, I love how everyone's speculating what Gatsby is. I mean, that's like one of the great um, I heard he's intrigues. Exactly the <laughs> I heard he's killed a man. Yeah, uh, it's one of the great intrigues of the book. You know, like who is this person? He's like, uh, he's an. Int- he's a, he, I mean, I feel like that's one of the great like commentaries on uh, like celebrities like currently too is like we know them but we don't really know them and like they have like this whole persona but it's like is it really all that s- strong of a persona yeah you know it's uh it's a great moment de great in that party scene too you know
4: girls don't marry poor boys. Uh, she's mine. Your face is familiar. Weren't you in the 3rd Division during the war? The oh, yes, the 9th Battalion. I was in the 7th. Excuse me. I knew you looked familiar. Having a good time, old sport? Oh, the whole thing's incredible. I live just next door. Uh, he sent me an actual invitation. Seems I'm the only one. I still haven't met Mr. Gatsby. No one's met him. They say he's third cousin to the Kaiser and second cousin to the Devil. I'm afraid I haven't been a very good host, old sport. You see... I'm Gatsby. His smile was one of those rare smiles that you may come across four or five times in life. It seemed to understand you and believe in you, just as you would like to be understood and believed in. Sorry, old sport, I thought you knew. Please, just... Uh, I don't know what to say, please forgive me. It's quite all right. But I've had so much to drink. Yes. Yeah. Mr. Gatsby, sir, Chicago. I one I'll be in just a minute. I'm taking my new hydroplane out in the morning. Would you like to go with me? What time? The time that suits you. Well, that's very kind of you. Lovely to see you again, Miss Faye. If there's anything that you want, just ask for it, old sport. Excuse me. I will join you later. I expected him to be... Old and sad? Yes. Young men don't just drift coolly out of nowhere and buy a palace on Long Island. He told me once he was an Oxford man. However, I don't believe it. Why not? I don't know. I just don't believe you went there.
0: Yeah. Um, but that's the Greg Gatsby. Greg, thank you so much for being here again. Please come back.
2: Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, I love you guys. I missed you. Yeah. I um, miss you
0: too. Stop working.
2: I know. <laughs> it's very hot time yeah. zones and stuff. But, um, Quit your job. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, no, I would no. love to. Yeah. But no. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Where can everybody find you uh,
0: Uh, if you have anything to like shout out or?
2: So my Twitter is at Greg underscore ht. Actually, I think it's underscore underscore ht. And stay tuned. Me and Logan Kenny are launching a new podcast soon. Uh, yes. Called Scorsese, yeah, which is yeah. the worst idea anyone's ever had for a podcast, <laughs> where each week we'll review a Scorsese film and a Patrick Swayze film. Uh, it's just you know. <laughs> That's only only you two. Exactly. The only
1: people on this fucking planet who would think of that. That's beautiful. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, it, it, it. I can't even remember. We, we've had this idea for so long. Yeah. But, how it came Are about you going to and... do Scorsese-produced
1: Scorsese produced stuff, too?
2: Because you're going to run out at some point. Um, so, uh, the thing is, uh, it just about works out uh, with the directed stuff and uh, Swayze stuff. So, it, it's um... about, um, you know, 40 things if you include, like, concert docs and the shorts and things okay Uh, your last waltzes your public
0: speakings yeah it's
2: like exactly yeah we will be stretching ourselves thin, um but i think (laughs) yeah i think we like the idea of having a kind of finite number of for sure yeah Yeah, you like doing a
0: filmography yeah yeah (sighs)
2: Yeah,
0: exactly Uh, you chased satan and now it's it's down to pat and marty
2: yeah exactly jack can everyone find you
0: I'm on Twitter, uh, reluctantly, uh, at Jack Ed Reaper. uh, uh, writing on film at the Boston Hassle. This movie can be now streamed at HBO Max. Uh, I was gonna say Elvis is in theaters, but it's like, what are we to promote a big studio movie? Anyway, <laughs> I was, gonna, why did I say that? Um, uh, here right. Like <laughs> <Right. laughs> he's the king of rock and roll, you know, like LeBron James is the king, uh, 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 next no. week we have uh, uh, game night with Bailey Hurdy. Uh, you know one of the great comedies of the 2010s. Uh, I, that we think so at least um, can't can't wait. Sure. Uh, right. Yeah, it's very funny. Um, Free to LA. Yeah, and that's it for me. Free to yeah. How is that profitable for Free to LA? So good.
1: Yeah. So good everyone follow me at birds of clay on Twitter and you can follow uh, and on a and you can follow me at mr. Clay Williams on Instagram. You can follow the podcast, Twitter account, ETT Pod. Please, re- please remember to rate, review, subscribe. We appreciate it on you know, mm-hmm. iTunes, Spotify, whatever. Uh, give us call us old stars. sports.
0: You know, even if you're kind to us, just like give us, an, give us an old sport. That's what we're looking for. Now.
1: Always need some old sports. Um, mm-hmm. recommend us to a friend, do what you got to mm-hmm. do. Uh, recommend us a to the party. Free Next free time to-
0: you're at a party, just like, no, check
1: yes okay yeah, yeah. thank you Jack <laughs> send it send us the email at exiting through 2010s at gmail.com uh thank you all so much for listening please be good to yourselves uh donate to an abortion fund if you can and as always, we'll catch you next time on exiting through 2010s